Hey, thanks for turning on the Uncommon People podcast. This is the show all about highlighting what makes ordinary people so extraordinary. We all have a story to tell, and I would like to listen to it. I love getting the chance to do this kind of thing. It really lights me up, honestly. It makes me so excited. So this episode, episode number two, is me talking to my friend Will Anthony. Really good guy. Had a great time chatting with him for a bit. And I hope you'll stick around for the whole conversation. If you think you would like to be on the show as well, if you are ready and willing to have these kinds of conversations, I would be happy to talk more with you about that. So go ahead and look up my website at joeltimothy.co. All my contact info is up there. Please do reach out if that's something you'd be interested in. In the meanwhile, I hope you will enjoy episode two of the Uncommon People podcast. You should be. It's yeah. exciting stuff, man. Yeah. You're doing something that is passionate, that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we all should be doing. Yeah. You know, even if it's just for you. Yeah. It's good. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, even if, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, you know, though. You, you, don't, you don't know, though. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how was, I Is started. that what the gym was for you? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Um, Talk about that. How did How did that start? Man, you know what? That had always been a dream. And I had always told myself that it was kind of like a fantasy kind of thing. And uh, it wasn't practical. You know, all all the things that you tell yourself when you're actually just afraid to do something. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, of course. But, you know, you talk yourself into it thinking that you're so logical and puff yourself up that you're so smart because you didn't do the thing that you're afraid Uh, of. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really where it started was, was something that I always wanted to do. But I was so afraid to do it. I had so many excuses why I wasn't going to do it, right? Uh, and the biggest excuse that I had at the time was I was married um, and I had a stepson. And so it was like, oh, I can't take the financial risk because mm-hmm. I have a wife and a kid to worry about. And so yeah. I better not do that. Well, <laughs> you know, blessing in disguise when my marriage fell apart, Um I literally had nothing to lose. And instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, crap, my marriage fell apart, I was like, oh, crap, look, I can do this now. Like, there's no one that I have to answer to, and I can do this. And if it fails, it fails, but I'm mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm all in. There's nothing to lose. No uh-huh. fear. You know, like, I had I had um, just taken the fear off and decided, I'm doing this. And so I did it. Uh, it, it took... A lot of planning and a lot of time, obviously, mm-hmm. um, building up to it, and a lot of work in areas that I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, uh, I'm not a business person uh-huh. at all. I I, <laughs> I understand what that feels like. Yeah, and so um, I, but I am OCD, and I am the kind of person that if I'm going to do something, I literally just engulf myself in that. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, I'm going to learn how to do this Mm -hmm. and so uh i had meetings with uh the business department over at the university of arkansas because they allow you to do that in the small business department for free oh yeah which was really cool so i met with this guy bill fox a lot uh and then i took my ideas to him and he kind of helped me kind of formulate that and put it into a business plan in a way that i could write it out to where it made sense 
Uh, and then I worked on the other side of it, uh, you know, with uh, different banking friends and uh, trying to get the, the money situation sorted out and how I should do that. Um, but a lot of it was just doing it because no, the one thing I will say about that is that no one is going to do that for you. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people be like, oh man, that's cool. Yeah. You should uh-huh. do that. And you're yes. like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's about as deep as people will get. Uh-huh. So, um, if you, you have to be passionate about something. And I really was so passionate about it in the sense of like, I don't care how long this takes. I'm going to make this happen. Um, and I was so headstrong and sometimes it's very bad, you know, in life and a lot of other aspects that I need to work on. But, you know, that's another thing. But with the gym, it was very good because I'm like, I'm doing this. This is the date that I'm doing it. This is what I need. And this mm-hmm. is, the, you know, and I just did it. And so, um, it worked out, but not in the way that I thought it would either. So uh, it was really cool to watch it kind of transform mm. into what it is now um, from what I had as far as an idea of what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like my idea was like, oh, it's going to be this. Yeah. And then once the community started coming together, and I mean, Nathan being a part of that, and like a lot of these guys that like I didn't really have working relationships with in the gym community because they were into different different sport than me mm-hmm. um i was like oh yeah but the thing that i did and the thing that i continue to try to do with, with a lot of different aspects of my life is know that i really don't know shit and so uh-huh. like when somebody came to me and they said you should do this because this is what we need i went okay yeah <laughs> let me get that for you because I have no clue. Uh-huh. But if it's something that you want and it's something that you like that you feel like you need for your sport, let's get it. And I think that was a huge factor for me getting started too because a lot of those guys are like, holy crap, this guy's actually going to buy the stuff that we tell him to buy. You know? Yeah. And, and it's like, like, it's not like they have something to gain unless it is the thing that they're actually asking right, for, you know? Right. Yeah, they're not getting any kind of monetary value out yeah, of it. They're, they're just, just getting to use the equipment, exactly. right? Uh, and, and why would somebody BS you about something like that? That like they they actually want to use yeah. that would make them be more adamant to be a part of your facility, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's a win win situation for me. And so yeah. really, I I took a lot of advice from a lot of those guys that are in that powerlifting scene to build the powerlifting scene um, because it was kind of non-existent because nobody listened to them. Yeah, it's not non-existent anymore. No, it's huge no. now. <laughs> Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. And I love that like I could just be a part of that. Um, because I think it would have done that without me. But I think it was great to be a part of it and to help facilitate that uh in a way to where we could provide the space, we could provide the equipment, we could provide the events and just really help that kick off. Mm-hmm. And I love to see that grow because all the guys and girls that I thought I was gonna be servicing, right? That I thought that the gym was going to be for kind of like fell to the wayside, you know, like I had a bunch of people, like, Oh yeah, I'll be there. And nah. and honestly, none of those people came, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I opened up and I'm like, where are you? But all these other guys and girls from the powerlifting community were like, yeah, yeah, we're there. We're there. We, we heard from, it was, it was, uh, man, I can't remember Bobby's last name. It's terrible. Um, but Bobby was at the other gym that I was at and he goes, he's like, Hey man, like, you know, I, I've got all these guys, and and this is the stuff. Are you thinking about getting this stuff? And I said, Yeah, no, totally. I'll I'll get that stuff for you guys. And then he relayed it and was like, Dude, this guy's buying this. And then everybody just 
you know, came on over. It's like that. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. Uh-huh. And, um, and I mean, I've only I've only been in there a few times. Obviously, it was one night's there for like an event. So yeah, obviously yeah. there's people there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a couple of powerlifting meets. I think I've been there for as well. Um, I've stopped in a couple times recently just to like say hi. Yeah. When I'm over in the area, and they're always like. Hey, he's not here. Like, yes. Okay. Dude, I, I've been uh, trying to spend less time there now. It's so yeah. weird. I've shifted gears really mm-hmm. hard because of my wife and my kid coming yeah. up. I'm trying mm-hmm. to like step away from the gym more. That's good, man. Um, That's good. It's very difficult to do that. Sorry, I totally interrupted. You were yeah. going to say something about that. Well, this. I was just going to say, every, I've never been in there when there's not tons of people there. Yeah. It seems like people want to be in that gym. You, yeah. And, and that's what like Nathan and Dallas would both encourage me. Like, you should... It, Dude, you want to get in better shape? Like, join. You need to join Ozark Iron. I'm like, I'm I'm not really into the gym scene, but I right. totally get the draw because right. their thing is what they say about it is there's not a gym they've ever been to that has the kind of community that yours does, and that dude, it seems like no matter what sphere you're in, having strong community mm-hmm. in that area makes everyone want to be more part of it. Absolutely, and yeah. that's what ozark iron seems to be doing man like people yeah. cheering each other on and making it a, a team effort like even if you don't know each other that well see and that have means a goal, like a ton to great. me man like yeah like that that is 100 percent what i wanted no matter what but it's so cool to see that just come to fruition where like that's the staple that people are like oh man you can't beat the community you mm-hmm. know you know, obviously, as we get bigger, if we do get bigger, you know, you're you're going to have. It's gonna be harder to separate the wheat from the chaff, I guess I should say. Yeah. But if your core of membership and your core value and you know, you know, your standard uh, for your community is the same, then I feel like those people will se- separate themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like if you go to a place, uh, and you feel awkward, right? And you're like, eh, I don't know if this is my scene. Uh, and not that I would want anyone ever to feel awkward in my gym, but I feel like, you know, if you come in and community is like you're, and you want to be a part of community and you want to just get into lifting and like you're legit have some humility and humble enough to be like there for other people and, and not just yourself, I think you'll have a great time. I think if yeah. you come in there and you're kind of full of yourself, you might not have a great time in my gym. Because yeah. no one else is going to be like you. No, you're going to yeah. be I'm the lone wolf, really. Right. I mean, you're going to be the guy who probably is more likely subscribed to like Anytime Fitness or Planet Fitness and, and goes at four in the morning when nobody's there right. and leaves because that's all you're there to do. Sure. You know, and not to diss anyone who's doing no. that. If that's how you want to do it, that's great. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Like I originally, I got a gym membership at Anytime Fitness because... It was, I didn't know where I was living at the time. And I was like, I need a place to shower. Right, right. <laughs> they're open 24-7 and right. they're right next door to the Starbucks that I started working at. Right. So I was like, that's great. That's it awesome. It does the job. Yeah. And if I ever even went, it was not at hours when there were a lot of people there. No. Um, and it would, I'd probably be different about the way that I approach a gym membership these days because I am so into being around lots of people. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, it's so funny because you know, I was talking about that earlier. It, when I first... When I first moved here, I I had a, a membership at any time, mm-hmm. and I would go at like one in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> when no one was there, because it was so introverted. Mm-hmm. And to me, I had the gym community. 
was a thing that I felt like was like a brotherhood with some guys that I used to, you know, go lift with when I was in the service. And it's like, okay, well, I don't have that anymore. So I'll just go when no one is around. So everybody just leaves me alone and I can just lift, which mm-hmm. was totally the wrong mentality. And like I said, I finally came around to the thought of like, why don't I just make a place where everyone's comfortable? Yeah. And it's about community. And yeah. And here it is. And here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, four, that's awesome. Four years later. Yeah. I love hearing you say too that like it's different now. It, it's been cool watching it sort of evolve into what it is yeah. versus what you thought it might be before. Right. right. And I'm thinking about this, like right. this podcast. Right. I'm now 10 minutes into the second <laughs> interview of it. And I'm, you know, I have all these dreams about right. what it's going to be. And in reality, I have. I can't know that. I can't know what it's going to be, how it's going to impact people, or who it's going to be really important for, or, or anything. Um, I just know that it's important for me right now. It's something I care about, and right. so I'm going to pursue it. And I, it's been on my heart for a while, and I'm I'm really fortunate to be in a place now where I can do it well. Like, yeah. I work at the bank now. I work for Arvest. Right on. And so I have a nine to five job. Right. Like most adults. Right. <laughs> so most people, it's like, yeah. here, all right, some evening. What do I do in the evening? I'm just at home, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's easier. I'm finding it really easy to schedule people in. Cool. Which is great because, again, I want to stay consistent and get as many people as I can in this um, and make a little bit more money now with the bank than I yeah. did at Starbucks. So just like, I wanted to buy good mics. I bought good mics. I bought that's a a light, which is like it wasn't ex- wasn't expensive or anything, but just trying to put a little bit of money sure, toward yeah. my setup so that I can get the results I want. Right, is easier now than it would have been. Right, so I'm I'm really glad I've ended up ready to roll. Really, yeah. right at the end of the year. Um, I think the timing is i guess what it was meant to be whatever you want to believe about that <laughs> but it was on my heart for a long time and i kept putting it off and feeling like i wasn't getting things set up quick enough and now i'm getting to a place where i'm so much closer to it like it's it's happening now and now i happen to be also um in conversation with more people on this subject and i'm realizing there are, there's an audience for this and sure. there's people who want to listen and want to take part in it um and it feels kind of momentous to just the anniversary of me like leaving the country yeah. january 1st yeah. i flew out and thinking about the year that it took to get this off the ground and how important i think it is to me it feels kind of appropriate yeah, I guess for it to start um, at at the point it is. Yeah, like right, right, coming around yeah, to the new right year. Right at the start of the year. Yeah, at the tail end of this year that everybody wants to complain about. Right. And say, you know, oh, this has been such a rough year. <laughs> Nothing good has happened here. I can't wait till twenty twenty one because it's gonna, you know, flip the coin yeah. and magically things are gonna yeah. be different. I mean, it, that's not the case though, right? I mean, like perspective yeah. is everything. So mm-hmm. like. You know, this year has been crazy, but for me, there's been a lot of positive things that have come out of this year also for me as well. So it's just like, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying walk around and like act like everything's great all the time because that's just ridiculous as well. But like, I think you also have to, 
pick your battles mm-hmm. and choose the things that you know you can be thankful for because there's always going to be something yeah that we can be thankful for mm-hmm. um i think it's cool man that uh, i was looking at you know looking over the stuff that you sent me in the email and what i think is cool is like everybody has a story mm-hmm. everybody and i think the cool thing about humanity to me from just my experience and being all over the place is that we're really not that far off right mm-hmm. like a lot of common ground yeah and so your experience may be different like how you came up or where you lived but who we are and a core of who we are is so similar mm-hmm. right it's it's almost like eerily similar that you can find uh similarities you can find common ground you can find friendships in somebody that is completely different mm-hmm because we're really not that different. Yeah, that was right. one of the titles for yeah. the podcast. Potentially was Common Ground," but yeah. um, it was taken the handle. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get the website. So, right, you know, right. No, I, I'm happy with what it ended up being now. But uh, yeah, it, it is amazing. It's there's so and as hard as it is to see that, which you probably know way better than I, when you look at how the world relates to itself, how hmm. humanity at large how we're all getting along or not yeah. getting along. Yeah. It can be hard to see that, but there should be so much more unity. Like I've heard of, you know, astronauts or people who go up in space and get to look down on the earth and like, why are you all fighting? Yeah. There's no borderlines yeah. when I look at the earth right. from up here. Right. It's just, man, we're all on this big pale blue dot, right? <laughs> and we're just fighting each other all the time. I, you know what's crazy is I feel like it's perspective again where, um, man, the world does a great job of trying to overwhelm you with perspective, but not in a way where you would think you're getting a lot of different aspects or perspectives. You're really getting the same one, Yeah, right? It's a big echo chamber. Right. And so... When you can silence that, that when you can silence that, and you can really almost like narrow your focus, which seems counterproductive, mm-hmm. you realize that it's okay. You know, um, my dad is a great example of that. Uh, you know, he's ranting and <laughs> raving about you know the virus and and politics and everything else. And I was like, Dad, let me let me ask you something. If you walked outside your house, would you think your neighbor was out to get you? Well, no. And I'm like, would you think you were going to die if you were just in your yard cutting your grass? No. And I'm like, well, then maybe just, like, focus on that, you know? Like, Those I, are good questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think the issue, or at least, I don't know, that's getting way deep. But I think the issue is, that's like... That's okay, though. This that's is the point, right? For, yeah. Yeah. The, to me, this is my personal opinion, but the mm-hmm. issue is, is that everyone tries to carry a lot of weight that they can't. Mm-hmm. Humanity is not, like the white knights that we think we are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we're pretty weak sauce when it yeah. comes down to it, at least in my opinion. And so, like, I think people go, oh, I should be able to take on all this stuff and, and, and solve all these problems and do all these things. And it's like, man, nobody can solve a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that the thing that we really need to to realize is just an exercise in humility to go, man, like, I'm probably going to fall short a lot. Yeah. And so are you. But, dude, at least we're still, like, going the same direction where we're in it for each other, right? Yeah. Like, we're in it for the community or we're in it for ourselves. Uh, not for ourselves, but for, like, you know, uh, family, friendships, 
I, I feel like the relationships, and, and I mean that not even just like uh, love relationships or physical relationships. I mean like, you know, all relationships that you have in life are so important, mm-hmm. right? And I, people lose sight of that, again, because of the echo chamber and the noise, because mm-hmm. you're so busy trying to solve something somewhere else that you're missing literally what's right in front of you. And that's what I was trying to explain to him. I was like, dude, like, what are you upset about? Like, you're literally super chill. Yeah. But you're creating mm-hmm. you're creating animosity. You're creating a divide between yeah. you and literally the guy across the street, even though you're, like, friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with all that. <laughs> like, it's it's such a shame. And it's, like, it's much easier for me to get annoyed at it and want to just, <laughs> like, dude, wake up. I mean, I'm but, with you. Yeah, yeah. But I know that's not the way that it's going to create that change that I want to see. Um, and I know it starts with me. I have to, I have to be able to make those decisions. I have to be able to do it for myself before I can expect somebody else to do it for themselves. And yeah, man, it's, it's so, it can be really difficult. It requires, it requires effort. It requires focus Sure. to be able to walk out the door and just be like, the air smells clean. The sun's out. My car starts up. I have a job. Right. I have a roof like, over my head. Yeah. Like just so many things. Right. So right. many things in your day-to-day life yeah. in a weekly thing. Like sure. I started going to a different coffee shop recently and started making new friends there. And just that's such a blessing to me. Totally. It's such a beautiful thing that I get to experience. I get to do this and I get to, one, I'm having these conversations with people who I know and haven't really had these conversations with. But then also just total strangers, and then other people are gonna get to listen to it. Yeah, like I could keep going on about <laughs> good things there are in my life, and right. I I could find things to complain about too. Absolutely, yeah, I could we, find we things all that can. are negative. Yeah, but it wouldn't do me a lot of good. I know they're there, but focusing no. on them doesn't do anything. Like whenever I ask people, like, "Hey, how you doing?" and they're like, "Oh, I can't complain." I would say, "Yes, you can." Yeah, but the fact that you don't <laughs> is what matters, right? Because Dude, I've met enough people who they know they can complain, and they do. Totally. And totally. Uh, it's almost like it's a disease in a sense of, mm. you know, and I fall victim to that. I think we all do, where mm-hmm. if I see somebody else reacting poorly or negatively or, like, constantly complaining, I am driven to do the same. Yeah. Right? Where I'm like, man, you're right. That sucks. Yeah. You know? Rather than flipping it and, and trying to take the higher ground. Yeah, uh, it's so hard. You feed off each other, right? You yeah. can either feed off positive or you can feed off perpetuating the same churn, I guess, of mm-hmm. being in the washing machine of negativity where yeah. it's just like, I'm just going to stay here and complain. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you can. But I mean, that's <laughs> that's road rage, right? <laughs> right, right. That's, man, right. and I experienced that. I, right. I, uh, I'm generally a pretty patient driver. Like I enjoy driving and so I like being on the road and I'm generally like early for things anyway. <laughs> so I'm not really worried about slowing up too much, but, um, I'm also, for those who don't know, listening, which we're <laughs> pretending that there's already a million people listening. We're going to just assume that that's what it's going to happen. <laughs> right. For those listening, I can be very critical dude of a lot of things um i'm a super angry guy i don't yeah. know if nathan's ever said anything to you about that uh but yeah like i am <laughs> i am beyond angry most of the time really most of the time, yeah absolutely and i will cop to it 100 because it is a character trait that i have been working on <laughs> hey that's great man um so yeah i got yeah. it yeah I'm, but I'm, yeah i uh 
I have a probably way inflated opinion of my own self and abilities. <laughs> and let's take driving as an example. It's like, I think I'm a good driver. But statistically, <laughs> I think it's like 70% of people think they're better than the average driver on the right, road. Right, right, right. So it's, you right. know, there's a good chance I'm not. <laughs> Scientifically speaking, but I, I see a lot of crap driving. Yeah, so, I, mean, I do. I'm, I'm I do right too. With you. Yeah. So, but I'll see it and I'll get upset with it for yeah, whatever reason because you. I can find some justification for why they could have done something better there, right? Absolutely. And to be able to catch myself and slow down, and just be like, "Dude, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Did you like? Did they cause you to get in an accident? Right. Did they rear end you? Did they?" just t-bone you at an intersection like if they did something like that then okay, okay yeah you could be upset yeah but you're 10 seconds later to what you were doing than you were if they weren't in front of you also they're oblivious yeah they don't know <laughs> if they're really like yeah if they really didn't even know what they were doing they were oblivious yeah. to the fact that they just made a mistake you know what i'm saying and so like um because i've totally done that i <laughs> like <laughs> i have like honked at people and then like oh what the hell yeah and they look at me like what yeah, they're totally oblivious. Yeah, and, and so then I feel bad. I'm accomplishing nothing yeah. Yeah. because they have no idea. Uh, I'm really just kind of like letting myself get amped. Yeah, just to get amped. Yeah. So yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah, I do me that too. We all are. <laughs> I mean, those of us who recognize it needs to be worked on are, and, and that's that's the important the important first thing. I mean, it's with everything, right awareness is the first step, right? Yeah, yeah. And for any of us to be able to be on the road or doing whatever else and notice something we did and be like, man, why'd you do that? You didn't need yeah. to do that. That's great. Now we got to take the next step. I got to now not be as impatient going to work tomorrow right. as I was today. Right. Um, but I, uh, I can definitely be overcritical. Dude, I just try not to make the same mistake twice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like if I do get angry, <laughs> And I think about it later, and I'm like, God, man, come on. Uh, I try not to do that same thing again. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, another thing that somebody told me a long time ago, and oh, my God, it's so true, is that, like, there's always somebody watching. And that sounds so hokey, but it's so damn true. And it, it literally, is. like, hit me in the face, like, you know, like... Mm -hmm egg splat whatever they i was leaving the military and i had a guy i was complaining it was like this you know it's just not what it used to be i, I can't do this anymore it's not what i want i don't want to do career i just i can't do it and i'm like i'm not getting through to any of these jokes like what the f is going on so um which by the way you don't need to if you don't censor myself yeah you don't need to all right <laughs> now, you can if you okay. want you don't have to swear uh, yeah you well you know not swear. i mean i probably so should you know. i probably should censor myself anyway because i'm also like a sailor with that but anyway yeah i so i i was just kind of like you know i i feel like i'm not getting through to anyone at all and this guy started best he was like uh he just told me he said starting anything like literally there's always somebody watching and you always have to be on your game because they're looking to you and i thought he was so full of shit Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it doesn't even matter. And I swear to God, some kid that I didn't even know in my company when I was leaving and before I left that you know knew I was leaving came up and goes, hey, I just wanted you to know, like, you really helped me with like my run. You helped me with this. And I was like, who the hell is this kid? But at the same time, it made me go, oh my God, he's right. Mm -hmm. You know, this is you know here I am complaining, like, and, you know, having my own little sad, happy fit over here about how like I'm not actually helping anyone and here's the example right here of something that's not 
even under me that's like, oh, dude, thanks. Mm-hmm. So it was just an eye-opening moment that obviously I need to revisit a lot because I forget that all the time. Uh, you know, I, I in everyday life, it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm not, you know, this is not happening. I'm not impacting enough with this. Like, this is not, <laughs> you get all worked up over it. Yeah. And then you get the, the affirmation from it and, and, um, you have that moment of clarity where, yeah. uh, maybe somebody never speaks up, but they're getting something from you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Probably a, a good bit of the, the, difference we make in the world are things we'll never see right but they're happening right i'm assuming most because most people have you've seen uh, it's a wonderful life oh a great movie point. yeah yeah that whole concept totally I mean, if you weren't around yeah right. like for anybody to be able to glimpse what that would be like man it would be different as insignificant as many of us might think it is and that's kind of the concept of this podcast right. you know it's it's hard to to step outward and look in at your life and be like, no, there's, there's things that have happened that have been important and, and my life is important. And there's, you know, it's important, not just for me to find something beautiful in it, but it's affecting the people around me too. Um, you know, I've been at a place of, I I was going to commit suicide like, um, four years ago and then kind of on the road to here like the trip that brought me to arkansas the the alternative was to kill myself essentially it was i'm either gonna find a home or i'm gonna i'm just gonna end because this is i'm done with this stuff yeah and um i i know it's the ultimate selfish thing you can do honestly i don't like that when people say that shit, I really don't. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, hey. you know, you, I mean, I, I see you smiling, I, I, but no, like, no, you know, get, everyone like, always says that. Everybody's like, yeah, it's such a stuff. He took the coward's way out. And I'm like, yeah. you do it then. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah, I'll elaborate I know, a little more. I understand, like, yeah, go ahead. But I yeah. know, you know, when people are hurting, man, there's, no, it feels like there's nothing else. Oh, yeah. The walls are closing in, mm-hmm. man. I have a, I've had a few friends commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, that that rings to me. Yeah. I don't think they took the easy way out. You know no, what I'm saying? it's not easy. Yeah. For me, I looked at it in, in my life, and I knew, like, no, it wasn't easy. I knew it would be, at some level, if I'm being the off in the sky looking down at me and all the world, I'm like, yeah, this is you, you do it only for you. Right, right. Um, and not that doing things only for you is wrong. Right. But... I, I knew it wasn't what I should do. Right. I was just, yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. You get to the point and you're, it's hard for me to go into and start to articulate like what that's like being at that place. It's hopelessness and desperation and you just don't that see anything little else around thread you, right? just yeah. keeping you going. Like yeah. maybe the next thing, yeah. maybe the next day right. will be okay. Right. And for a lot of people, the next day isn't. And you know, and that's the end of that's it. it. So I'm. I mean, I'm very glad that I that I didn't take that route. Me too, man. I'm glad yeah. you're here. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I hate I it mean, when you wouldn't be drinking know, good coffee. No, that's absolutely here, right. Yeah. And I, I hate to see that anybody hurting that much, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like I just, uh, God, that sucks, right? Yeah, like I've been in some low spots, mm-hmm. um, but literally out of spite is why I've never thought of that, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Just like, to cheat death. Literally, like, you're not have me it's yet. just like, 
it's a fuck you to like anyone that would want me to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, you know, even <laughs> when I've been in a bad spot. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, you come kill me then. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's always been my attitude. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I've had, had a friend that I knew in the service that uh, committed suicide. And he's mm. a really good guy, man. Like such a good guy. And it sucks um, to know that he was in a spot where he felt like there was nobody but him. You know what I mean? He felt alone. Yeah. And, um, man, I've felt alone before, but I've never felt like I couldn't reach out. You know what I mean? And, yeah, to, to, to think about what kind of mental state that you're in and how terrible mo- you must feel, like, makes my heart hurt. It's like, shit. Yeah. Somebody, like, somebody hugged that dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Um. Yeah, that's like a, I don't know, man. I it just that that's pretty. That's one of those things <clears throat> that's just close to me because I've I've, I've seen it, yeah. you know, and like you know I've gone to those funerals and it's just like what the, it sucks, and you know it goes back to like impacting other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like you have no idea how many lives you touched, and all it took was a moment, yeah, for you to think that you didn't have anything. And to me, like, I don't know, I could get super religious. Because to me, that's the enemy, and they're very good. The enemy is so good at what he does to make you feel insignificant and alone. Mm-hmm. Like, all the things that you're afraid of, that are your weaknesses, that are your vices, they're all going to be thrown at you. And, and I think that, like, in that, and it takes a moment, man, right? Because we're human, and we're, we are weak. Mm-hmm. Our minds are weak, you know, and so it takes a moment to to convince yourself that there is nothing. And you know, yeah, those both those funerals, full of people. Yeah. You know, full of people that they affected, mm-hmm. and it's just like, damn, if could if they could have seen that, right? Uh, and like you said, all it takes is that one moment, like, you know, to have that good day. And if they don't have a good day, well, then they don't see that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucks, man. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of that, too, is just like, you know, I, and this is just me again, like my own personal opinion about the spirit. But I feel like <laughs> that voice inside of you uh, that a lot of people call their conscience or whatever else, I, I literally think it's like the Holy Spirit. I do. I think like God is working in everyone. And even if you don't believe, like, you know, God is there. Mm. And so I think people have those things where they're like, oh man, I couldn't do that or this happened or whatever. They have those like inner intervention moments in their life. And some people like catch it and they wake up from it and they're like, oh man, cool. Yay. And some people don't, right? Yeah. It's just, it's the same thing. Yeah. So. We're we're gonna come back to that. Yeah, what sorry. Talking about? No, that's good. We're gonna come back to that. Yeah. Um, I do want to dig in a little bit about your background though, because okay. we, we touched on a lot of different stuff. Yeah. There. So obviously, you have a military career. Yeah. Well, I'm short lived, but yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's. Where did that start? You can have a sip of your coffee. Oh no. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, man, honestly, that and started. Let's get the mic a little bit more. Okay. Just, just turn towards you. I mean. Um. That's better. Yeah, it can. Oh, oh, I can, can turn that, it this yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, just so it's facing you. Okay, is that better? Yeah, sorry, yeah, I've been good. like. Ta- it ha- probably sounds fine, but I've I been half talking it this whole time. No, it's good. Um, 
So really, it was just me being, I was a really crappy kid. I'll just start there. Okay. We and can back up if you yeah. want. Yeah. Well, we I just, can... that's kind of how it started. I was a really okay. crappy kid. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. I've always been a very hard learner. I got to screw up quite a few times before I get the picture. I still do that. I'm working on that too. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I wasn't doing much. I was working retail. Um, I was living in a little single bedroom apartment. They were like government housing apartments that used to be a high school, you know, that they turned into apartments. Okay. And that's where I lived. And I was super content with my existence of that. Where yeah. was this? It was in Hot Springs. So it was in my hometown. Okay. Where you I grew actually up in grew Hot up. Springs. So I just stayed there, uh, didn't do much. And then, um, you know, uh, 9-11 happened and it was a big deal. Uh, I had a couple of friends that were in the military and they were good friends. And one of them was like, dude, you should just do this. And you would have been 21 at this point? I was like 23. Yeah. And I was like, I should do this because I have friends, not even just these two, but other guys that I know that are literally giving up their lives um, at that point to fight a war. What the hell am I doing? Like, why am I not doing that? I'm able-bodied and capable. Mm-hmm. And more than anything, I felt like it gave me purpose, you know? Like it gave me a drive to do something, uh, which it did, absolutely. And uh, I really enjoyed it. When I first joined up, I was like super gung-ho, like, oh, yeah, machine. Uh, a lot of that changed after war. <laughs> yeah, I uh, it just changes your perspective. I think on I can't even explain that, man. I I think like hmm, I wouldn't change anything that I've done or anything that I've experienced, but I also wouldn't wish it on anybody else. Hmm. If that even makes sense, yeah. Um. I think I am blessed in the sense to have grown from that to the man I am now. But I know a lot of guys and girls that are a lot different and they're never really coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Or ones that just ain't coming back because they're already under the ground. Yeah. Um. So that part sucks. Mm-hmm. But the silver lining for me was it gave me a sense of purpose and it really kind of kicked me in the ass to get some direction. Mm-hmm. And after experiencing all of that, I realized, well, I don't want to do this shit forever. And I really don't want to die. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, not yet anyway. You know, and I think that that was like the craziest thing too is when I was when I was that age, when I was like 24, 25, whatever, I was like, oh yeah, who cares if I die? Who gives a shit? Yeah. I, I don't care. And then you go experience combat and you're like... Well, maybe I give a shit. About <laughs> That's good to hear. Maybe I don't want to die. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's just, you know, I, again, that was just me being a childish, uh, ignorant kid mm-hmm. and thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah, who cares? Uh, but God, like, like even now to think if I had died then, um, nothing that I have done since then would have ever come to fruition. Yeah. To be able to look back now. It's think insane, about that. man. It yeah. almost is like overwhelming to think about. Uh, it gives me kind of chills a little bit, honestly, to think like, holy crap, 
my because uh, there's definitely a couple of times I probably should have died, but um, I didn't. So thank God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's all I can say. Hey, hooray! Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't be more thankful for that. And I think sometimes I forget that because I've been I've been here too long. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's the only thing I would say that's a benefit to war is that it'll sure as hell kick you in the ass to make you appreciate the little things. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, for a long time, it was a fucking hot shower and being able to use a toilet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How long were you in? I was only in six years, and then yeah. I did two years in active reserve. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you were Army? I was, you yeah. Army, okay. Yeah. What did you do? I, I, I have to ask. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> no, I, was, I, I wasn't anything special, man. I was 37 Fox. It's a psychological operation. It sounds super fancy. It's really not. Um... It was a fun job. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was good at it. Uh, and I would have stayed career. I really would have. It just, uh-huh. my mind was not right. Uh, came off a deployment and I just couldn't get right. And I knew I couldn't get right. And I felt like it was doing a disservice to the guys that I was in charge with and also the guys that I respected that, you know, uh, and I know a lot of guys, well, I say that, I'm, I'm speaking for them, but I felt like, a lot of guys that I served with were uh, disappointed in the fact that I just bounced out and didn't stay. Um, but I don't think I was in the right headspace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just probably wasn't in the right headspace to stay. I knew that much. And I was like, I got to get out. Yeah. I just, just, I'm just not at it anymore. So. It's good to be able to recognize that instead of just getting buried in it and being like, well, I'm already here. You know, yeah, I mean, the, I feel uh, like that's how people get hurt. Or that's how you yeah. hurt yourself. Yeah. You know? The sunk cost bias. Yeah. I've already put six years in it. Like, it's a career. Right. Maybe I'm not in the right headspace, but it's like, eh, probably right a lot out. of guys aren't, you know, yeah. just keep going. Right. For you to be able to recognize that and, and make the decision to get out. Right. I think that is wise. I think so, too, honestly, um, because here I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and I'm very happy with my life. You know, I mean, I feel like I've, I feel like I've accomplished a lot. Yeah. Uh, and there's still so much more to do. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. But that's how it started. And I, I did really love it. I, like I said, I loved my job. I was good at my job. I miss it a lot sometimes. Like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh man, what about it in? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I it's better than being out of it however many years and just being bitter about it still. Right, know? right, right. Man, that sucked. I can't believe I did it. Right, long, you know? right, right. No, you don't absolutely. Want to be that I, no, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. And I know, I know a lot of guys that you know have have done <laughs> done all the years, and it's just that's a lot of years, man. It's twenty years you gotta serve before you get your uh, uh, you retirement. Retire. Yeah, okay. man, that's a long time, man. It's a long time. Especially, I mean, it's life to be in yeah. to be in that job, that environment. Too. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple friends. My my friend who recommended Arkansas to me is she's been, I believe, reserves since she's been in, but she's in the army and I think she's been in now. She's about to pass her sixth year, I think. But um, and then a, a really good buddy of mine, he's in the army as well. He's active duty. Right. On. He's home right now, I think. Yeah. So I'll be visiting up Chicago again over Christmas. Um. And I'm really excited because he's going to be home and I haven't seen him in years. So I'm really hoping to get to visit with him. Um, I was, for a brief period, 
when I was basically like, I don't know what else I'm going to do with my life, and I don't really care that much about my <laughs> life anyway. Was I was I was on the road to to joining the army and telling myself like, yeah, I'll just join and then I'll volunteer and go into like Green Beret training or something because I just want to be in the coolest, right. most dangerous position, right. you know. Right. Um, I used to volunteer for the shitty areas. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I did. I volunteered for the shitty places when we were deployed. It's like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. go there. Put us there. Yeah. I I don't know, man. Maybe I had a fucking death wish or maybe I, I, I just like wanted to achieve something or maybe it was a little bit of both, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but again, hindsight 2020, it's like shit, man. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, you, you, you made it. So yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I sit here and I'm, you know, there's guys that had it way worse than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Now I uh I got this feeling and this um certain people kind of reaching out to me at an opportune time that was telling me like no you're not supposed to do this Joel. And I called the recruiter the day before I was supposed to go test. <laughs> and I told him that God didn't want me to join and he was like God didn't want you to join. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he hung up on me. And then he called me back like two weeks later, a different recruiter, yeah. and like cussed me out on the phone, telling me how I was going to be a failure. And I was like, nice. going to waste my life. What are you going to do when you're 10 years later and you don't have a job and you got family and all this stuff? Yeah. Like, dude, you're not selling the army yeah. for me right now. Yeah. You're not in yet. <laughs> yeah. Can't yell at you like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not, you know, criticizing. No, no. The, dude, I mean, that's I, honestly like, I, I will say it works for some. Mm. And for somebody like me, it worked. Yeah. I mean, I was a very headstrong person. So, and I still am. It, it does break you down in the sense to like reestablish your sense of community and working together mm-hmm. and problem solving and those kind of things, leadership. Uh, so I think those are positive things. But it's literally not for everybody. Yeah. You know? Like if that's something that sounds terrible to you, then like why do it? And there's plenty of those, you know, that people that do it for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucks too. Conscious object or conscientious objectors, right? Like guys, they're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you sign up, man? <laughs> like you're in it now. Yeah. Like, serve your contract and yeah. get out. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I didn't do it. It's, it's a different <laughs> path, you know. And yeah. Like like Trent, man, he's a great guy, and I'm so glad of like that he is learning so much, and he I think he enjoys. He's like a helicopter technician. That's awesome. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't really talked to him about how he feels about it, but yeah. I, I think he he enjoys it. He's always been a really like mechanically minded guy, and he gets to work on helicopters now. I wish I had been like a pilot. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I wish I had. I wish I'd fucking been a pilot. That would have yeah. been awesome. <laughs> it, it sounds awesome i mean as yeah. a kid i was like i should be an astronaut someday super cool. <laughs> well, and I mean, then i read just, like yeah. oh they're all really smart guys i don't think i could do this no i mean even just flying for the army i, was, I wish yeah. i just done that instead mm-hmm. I, you know hindsight's 2020 yeah. yeah 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 i'm glad of the the path i've taken because you, you yeah again hindsight is 2020 you can never know what's going to happen like i would never have guessed shoot man i'm in arkansas like, I right. Didn't, I didn't even know. I didn't even know how to pronounce Arkansas. <laughs> it was Arkansas. Oh yeah. Like, yeah Where's yeah. Arkansas? You know. I was homeschooled though, so you know maybe it's. Dude, a lot of people say Arkansas. I yeah. think that aren't from around this area. Yeah, I really do. 
I, dude, as I'm going to be totally honest, growing up, when I would look at a map and, and I would hear people say Arkansas, I was like, where's Arkansas? I don't see it anywhere. There's Kansas and there's Arkansas. <laughs> is Arkansas like, is that that one? And I moved here and obviously, I, you know, at that point I knew what it was, but it's like, it is a little, it feels a little backwards. Like people ask me right. in Australia, so they're like, how do you say that? Yeah. Why is it Arkansas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's Indian, right? Like, isn't that why? I, uh, ooh, somebody's explained this to me recently, I think. Because, like, you know, Washita, like the lake, is O-A-U-C-H-I-T-A, yeah, like, like Washita. And, like, yeah. that's an Indian name. Like, uh-huh. like, like down in Hot Springs. So I, was, I, I just assumed that Arkansas was the same way. Yeah. But and I, I don't, obviously, and I, I don't could know. just Google it, but, you know. I think we did Google it. (laughs) I obviously didn't learn my lesson, but yeah, I mean, most of our, a lot of our states come from Native American tribes. Right. And I think it was like this area was like the Kansas Indians or something like that. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know what was here. Sure. I didn't know. I didn't know Fayetteville existed. Right. Before I looked it up because my friend was telling me about this area. I was like, Fayetteville, okay, college town. I'm 22. Like, I'll go there. Um, and I wound up here and a lot of stuff happened that I didn't anticipate. And right. Then I left and I'm back again. And just there's, I mean, I, I, I'm a different person now than I was last year. Very much so. And last year I was very different than I was two years prior. Like the, the, the process of getting to know myself since leaving home originally and ending up here has been uh, very transformative. That's awesome. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, like that's growth, man. Yeah. Like, you know, being able to say like, I am different because mm-hmm. you should be. Yeah, you're right. You know, people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm the same as I always was. I'm like, so you're stuck in a perpetual state of adolescence? Like, are you, like, just a giant 16-year-old? I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I hate to, like, be that guy, but for yeah. real, like, why aren't you different? Yeah. Everything in your life should be altering you in some way and adapting you in some way and changing you in some way to bring you to the next step uh, of who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, figuring out how... Y- where you fit in and, and what you're supposed to be doing uh and re- again in those relationships that you have with the people around you and how you're affecting them mm-hmm. rather than just like yep this is it yeah. i'm kurt and i do this and i'm mm-hmm. like all right cool man like and you know all I, the coats I, I feel like i'm like dogging yeah now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i'm totally talking crap on somebody but I, i'm not trying to i just mean like to me it's not enough right mm-hmm. and uh i think that's great that your thought process is like i'm different but it shouldn't be like oh, I'm different, and you know, it should be I, I, like not in a bad way, but it should be like, oh man, this is so awesome that I have changed this much in this amount of time because it's yeah. all growth. Yeah, um, and I think for for people who aren't experienced in that, it's it's I think probably about ninety plus percent of it is ignorance. It's sure I'm I do my job. This is how people have told me my whole life that you live life, you grow up, you go to college, you get a job, then you work in that job and you come home and you have the weekends and then you go back to work and then you retire at 65 and then you enjoy your life a little bit and then you die. It's also safe. Yeah, it's safe. Right. It's comfortable. Right. Um, And those are words that I feel like are just... They're dangerous. They are dangerous. Oh, this is comfortable. Yeah. I'm safe here. I got a good thing going. Yeah. 
why is it so great? Yeah, and it's my opinion, yeah. and we'll we'll get into yeah. this too. Like, <laughs> um, that there are things that are intentionally keeping you in that place. Of course, I think it's a lot. It serves a purpose, but not but yours. Better if you are stagnant in your life. Absolutely, for for you to be stuck in a rut, which is why for, for, it's so hard for me to hear people like diss this you so much and say, "Man, essentially, everything the rut that I was in has been so upset." I right, think, dude, that's what you need. Right, right, right. right. For me, I deliberately right. upset my rut. Right. And, and left the country right. and like had no plan. Right. I landed in right. Sydney and just walked out of the, the airport. Right. Like and and it was a continuation of a process that had been going on a while of trying to upset myself and figure something out. And so many people have had the opportunity this year that's been it that has been forced upon them right. to to change and right. adapt. Right. And, and and just shake their head and wake up a little bit and be like can I be living life differently? Could I be making better use of my time? Am I, am I too comfortable? Am I? Do I know how to deal with discomfort? Right. Because the world is going to be uncomfortable, and if you are just comfortable all the time, you're not moving anywhere. No man, complacency kills, dude. Yeah. And I think that like a lot of people were so upset with this year because it, to me it's been a huge eye opener that you know maybe everything's not all like rainbows and farts you know mm-hmm. and maybe you are going to have to take some personal responsibility and and do some things for your life that that might feel a little scary yeah but you should probably do them <laughs> yeah and you know like you said the same people that are complaining about this entire year and just waiting for a new year don't get it yeah and the next year, year will be just be as bad same. it will be yeah. just as bad because it's like this is we just we're entering a new normal there's right. always a new normal right there's never there shouldn't ever be a place where it's like this is just the way that the world is right and it's not going to change right. that's not how it works <laughs> that's not reality and right the thing is i think in america is the only culture i've lived in but i think in america we created a culture for ourselves pretty intentionally and convince ourselves that it was everything right and it's not and it will be shaken right and have to change right the way things like the way the world operates changes absolutely you know i mean we look at human history and we get to see a much larger picture but it's almost as if we see ourselves in the 21st century as having arrived and now we're done Right, a lot of people it seems. No, I I, I agree with you. That kind of goes back to where I was saying that everybody's so kind of like puffed up and full of themselves in the sense of like, oh man, I'm super awesome. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to you know what I mean. Like Bruce Lee said it a long time ago. Like, if your cup is completely full, then how the hell can you fill it up with anything else? Like, I mean, obviously I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but it's like, if you're so sure of yourself that you've already figured out everything. And that you've, you know, like you've unlocked the secrets of even just this culture or this, uh, this country, you know, let alone the, the world or the universe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, oh, I, I know everything about this. Well, then shit, man, what can you learn? Yeah. And how do you adapt? And if this is the end point and where you are, like, that's not very, that, that's kind of sad. Right. Because it's like, if I'm, if I'm complete, if I'm done now. I still get mad at stupid stuff. <laughs> I still let 
other people control me just right. with their words. Right, right. I still like get sick. I still I'm weak in lots sure. of ways. Like I'm just if this is it, man. This I, sucks. I don't, yeah, this yeah. sucks. Yeah, really. <laughs> and yeah, I get that mindset. Yeah, of course this would suck yeah. if I thought I was super omnipotent and then you know. And it was just everything else around me. You know, my granddad said this, and I think it's a great thing, and I try to repeat it even to myself when I start to get upset about silly shit. If you walk around all day smelling shit, it's time to check your feet. So if your entire day is like, that guy over there and this thing over here and blah, you know, 99% of the time, you're probably the problem. Mm -hmm. And it's not because you're a bad person or there's something wrong with you. It's just because your perspective is that you're constantly looking to point a finger at someone else yeah. rather and than you'll taking... find things to point at. absolutely we all could yeah. all day long or you could take some personal responsibility and be like you know what i probably shouldn't get us pissed at that <laughs> right yeah yeah no, i love it it's um it makes me think of this quote i saw it which was i think credited as like a french an old french saying or something i don't know but it's um we don't see things the way they are. We see things the way we are. Oh, yeah, totally. And I try to remember that. Like, yeah. And not, not only that, but we see what we look for. If, if you're determined to find negative things, <sighs> That's you, will the truth. Just, you will be negative and you will find things to complain about and you will be unhappy because you've chosen that. I'm not saying that those things aren't real. Totally. That's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying they will always be there. Yeah. You, and so yeah. just shift your perspective. Right. You know, you're never going to be at a place where now there's no more traffic. Right. Now there's no more hot days that are too hot and <laughs> cold days that are too cold. Now there's like you won't ever arrive at some place where suddenly everything is as it should be. No. And it's as if I had the power to decide how things should be anyway. Right. As if I, my perspective on how the world should be actually determines that it does and if it was sure. that yeah. way then i would be happy sure <laughs> which no i wouldn't i would probably no. find like why did i want that right you know yeah because we're human and we'd make other silly mistakes yeah. absolutely yeah on the flip side of even that coin right like and i see i see this so much if you have an uh, yeah that's the best way to say you have an outline opinion okay and everybody's <laughs> like dude come on You'll find some other person with the same outlining opinion as you. Does that mean that you like you're vindicated and that somehow like you are correct in your thought process? Maybe not. Maybe. But <laughs> if everything is pointing at no and you're like, uh -huh. dude, I found this one thing that says yes, like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I create that as like, you know, vetting information, even with this stuff like information is at our fingertips now in, in an insane way. And so vetting information and finding the truth is so much harder than it used to be, which is really annoying. But uh, it is still a process that we all need to go through. Mm -hmm. If I don't do my due diligence to vet something to make sure that it's correct, then I'm doing myself a disservice. Yeah. If I find one thing that agrees with me and I'm like, and I run with it, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like, <laughs> that's where <laughs> this is going to I wonder how offensive this podcast is going to end up, <laughs> honestly. But that's where, I don't mean this episode specifically, no, but yeah. this one, because it is like, it, this. it's everyone's own life experience. No, I know, man. But, I, but um, I, I honestly feel like people are all going to feel the same way. Like I said, even like in the beginning where everybody's like, you know, we're so much more similar than we let on to be. And I feel like 
everybody's going to have that same kind of like angst of, dude, why couldn't you just, ugh. you know what I mean? I, I hope there will be a good amount to relate to in the in all these companies. No, I think, yeah. that, I think yeah. absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, culture, you know what, like, uh, my, my mind's all over the place. But, like, what supersedes uh, class, culture, and all that good stuff mm-hmm. is, I, I'm going back to it, but spirituality. And it really does. And, like, we all have it whether we cop to it or not, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like even an atheist has some kind of belief in a higher power because if they didn't, they wouldn't be an atheist. They'd just be a person. Does that make sense? I like why do you need saying, to like yeah. define yourself as somebody that doesn't believe in God? Are you acknowledging that there is one? And so then therefore you don't believe in it? Like So I, I think that like everyone wants to believe in something bigger than themselves. Uh, even if it's the universe, whatever, whatever name, whatever, you give it, yeah. whatever name you give it, we all have that inner spirituality, and I think that's that is literally what draws a line between humanity uh, and how we can sit in conversations with people that speak different languages, come from different cultures, different class or socioeconomic background, and we can sit there and we can find commonality within each other without having real experience, right? In, in any of those things with them. Mm-hmm. At least that's been my experience. Yeah. Right? Um, it's weird. Yeah. You know? Let's go there. Let's yeah. let's talk about... What, there's a podcast I listened to called um, You Made It Weird with Pete, <laughs> with Pete Holmes. Shout out to Pete. Um, I know you're listening. <laughs> um, and he always... He likes to bring in the conversation. He calls it woo-woo. The things that are like... Let's talk about spiritual things. Let's talk about the Dude, weird stuff. I, that I, I mean, talk about. so let's back up and yeah. let's talk. What's what's your background there? Did were you raised religious? Mm, what, so what was yeah, like I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if we're if we're going back, so mm-hmm. yeah, I was. Um, but okay, so I'll I'll say that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was I was raised um, Methodist. Okay. Uh, you know, and and my mom and dad, you know, I went to church. They brought us to church. It's like a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I got away from it though. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I was growing up. And honestly, I've been burned <laughs> yeah. by religion mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, so much so that if the layperson would look at me and go, Well, you're an idiot, dude. Why are you still going back to that if these are the things that have happened to you? And it's because religion can be tainted, humanity can be tainted. But like the purpose behind it, and to me, like, the greater power of God and Christ and the Holy Spirit and all those fun things, they supersede that crap. And so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if I get burned by a guy or a pastor or a church because they're humans and they suck and we all suck, right? Like myself included. And that's why literally Christ said, there's not one among you that is righteous, not one. This is in there. And I think it's in there for a reason. And I also remind myself of that. It's like, at no point am I going to get to the point to where I am somehow better than anyone else. Now, we do that as humans. We're like, well, I'm better than that guy because he did this mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, bro, but you've probably done a million other terrible things, right? Uh, <laughs> and maybe they're not terrible to you. But to somebody, right, you've, you've slighted someone or yourself mm-hmm. or, or whatever it may be. Like, we've all fallen short of the grace of, like, God. Mm-hmm. And that's my opinion. Again, this is like super 
<laughs> super spiritual. But um, and it sucks honestly because it it's hard to talk about that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Is I, I think people perceive you as ignorant if you believe in God. He's like, oh, you're you're ignorant, and I'm like, okay, well, cool. All right, I mean, that's, and that's their opinion. Like, right on, man. Rock that out. Like, you know. And I don't wish you any any ill conceived notion or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there. You know, when I was younger, growing up, I felt like church was going through the motions. Right. Like, I go and I do this thing because it's a perception that I have to go to church. I have to dress this way, and we have to show up and we have to put on airs. Right. It's almost like a facade. Mm-hmm. Is how I grew up. Yeah, um, because nothing was great at home, but everything was like that when we were, you know, at church. Like, oh, life is wonderful, and it's like, eh, shit. And so I knew then that I just didn't want to be fake, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just knew I didn't want to be fake. Yeah. And so you know, I dropped out of religion for a long time. Um, when would that have been? Like sixteen through probably twenty three. Mm-hmm. And I really got in touch with God again when I was in the military. Um, and most people are like, well, that's really crazy. Like how? Yeah, that would be seen generally as kind of ironic. Right. Yeah. Like how is that a thing? Like that wouldn't that make you not believe in God to be in war? And I'm like, it's the flip, honestly, or at least in my opinion, um, to see the grace of God and, and, and keeping people alive that should be walking around dead. <laughs> Uh, it, it, yeah, man, I can't even explain that. But to know that like something is there that like saved your life or saved someone else's life, and you're like, how the hell did that dude survive? But you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, there's zero explanation for it. It has to be some kind of divine intervention, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I again, like that sounds so hokey. And I, I have been on that side of the coin, like, bullshit. But I've also experienced it. So it's like, all right, no, it's not bullshit. Uh, and, and I think that, like, that in itself is what made me go, okay, well, even if I'm a crappy person and I fall off and, I, and I'm not the greatest, uh, you know, uh, disciple or Christian, uh, if we're using those terminologies, I know that I can always go back to it if, like, at my heart and my core, it's something that, like, I truly believe, right? Like, to my soul, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I fall short of that all the time, literally all the time. But I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying every day. That counts. Right, <laughs> right. What, was, there a, was there a point at which you knew... That you believed was was there because you said you so you fell out of it for a while. What was there a, a hard like coming back to moment? Uh, not that there was or wasn't necessarily. I know a lot of, for me it, it wasn't necessarily like that. I know some people have stories that's very you know I, I don't sharp. Yeah, I don't think there there was like a you know mm-hmm. uh, explosion light bulb kind of thing moment. I, I do think that it was just. A, um, an epiphany, I suppose, over the course of experience, and going, yeah, this is uh, this is legit. Um, 
you just I just felt it, right? I, I don't know. I really don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But it wasn't like a huge like, oh hey, this exact moment and then this. Right. Yeah. Um more like getting to know someone over time. Right. I almost feel like my relationship <laughs> with that and and knowing the way that I am and how hard headed I am, I feel like it's a nudge scenario with me where you have to like guide me in the direction because if you tell me to do it i'm gonna walk the opposite way yeah um and i've literally always been that way which is probably why i get in a lot of trouble and do a lot of stupid (laughs) shit make a lot of bad choices because i'm like well i'll show you i'll go this way yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) i could relate to that yeah Yeah. uh but yeah man i mean I, i think that it's a culmination of a lot of experiences i will say this i don't think i've ever been closer to God than when I got divorced. Uh, and I'd love to get back to that point, to where I felt legitimate peace, even in complete chaos. Hmm. What do you think was the... What about that time right there? What was it that you... How were you able to have that peace then? Why? Why? What was different then about than now? Complete surrender. Really? Okay. Yeah, like being like, you know what? Nothing. I I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go. And I I have no clue, and I'm not even going to make that decision. So I'm just going to be in the Word. I'm going to be in prayer, and I'm going to wait. Just complete surrender to whatever may happen which to me was very tough because i am so ocd organized need to have a plan need to get shit done Mm -hmm. and so for me to just stop and do nothing is difficult but then it wasn't it was just like no i'm just not going to do anything until i figure this out and then i felt great wow you know do you do you feel like that's has become more difficult to adopt that attitude? Yeah, because I think that here's what happens with, and that's the great thing again about the, and I'm always going to refer to this as the enemy, and I know people are going to be like, that guy's a weirdo, but like, this is, to me, like, it's the, I don't know what else to call it. Other than, like, if something wants to push me in a bad direction, it's my enemy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's just, I don't know, maybe that's because I'm weird or military mindset. I don't know. But to me, it's like, if you're trying to push me in the wrong direction, you're my enemy. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's like the the enemy and again, the world around us where it's like um, cluttering my mind with everything but what it needs to be, if that makes sense. Right? Oh, yeah. What about this? And what about these bills? And like, even if it's a positive thing, it can be used as a negative, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my like getting married and moving into a new house, like all these things have happened this year. I'm like, holy crap. It's been like a whirlwind of, of blessings. But at the same time, it's also kind of been like um, clouding me a little bit. You know, I got married, moved into a new place. We got pregnant. That was a super miracle awesomeness that I'm, I'm so psyched about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just all this overwhelming stuff that is almost like pulling me away from um where i need to be if that makes sense yeah you know absolutely 
Yeah. Have you read the books of Screw Tape Letters by chance? No, but it's so funny that you mentioned that because I started a little Bible study because I wanted to do something and we've been talking about it forever. And finally I was like, let's just, can we do this? Uh-huh. <laughs> and we started and we've been doing it on Monday nights. I've missed the past two times because I had in laws in town and we had some other stuff going on. And I hate yeah. that I missed but I started it and we've been doing it. And so somebody from the Bible study was like, dude, screw tape letters. And I'm like, I'm going to read it. I haven't yet. So now this is twice. Yeah. I need to read it. Yeah, read it. We'll, we'll yeah. leave it there. Read it. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, written by C.S. Lewis through, it was originally, I believe, uh, radio broadcasts that happened periodically during, I think they took place throughout World War II, actually. Um, profound. It's about like a demon, right? Like trying it, to like... The concept yeah. of it is screw tape is a demon who's writing letters to his nephew who's a junior tempter and they're all about here's how you trip people up here's how you get them to do what you want them to do right and i love it because i we we can go as woo woo as you want (laughs) like let's back up a little bit i don't care what you call these things right right right? whatever religion or spirituality whatever you prescribe to right if you believe as i do that there are spiritual forces that are probably not for you and then there's some that are for you right the ones that aren't for you just imagine (laughs) imagine like you're just you're a person right you're a being but you've been around for thousands of years right and you've spent those thousands of years just figuring people out right how good are you gonna be at getting people to do what you want Right, like that's that's what we're up against. Totally, and like, as a, yeah, as a comedic note, you, have you ever seen Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, where he's like, "I've not seen it, right, I know yeah. of it." <laughs> well, he just like relives the same day over uh-huh, and over yeah, again, yeah. and it, like he makes a joke in the thing. He's like, "Maybe God isn't really omnipotent. Maybe he's just been around long enough that he knows everything." And it's kind of yeah. like that, like right? It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, in all seriousness, yeah, absolutely. Like, if something's been around long enough to influence, yeah, how good is it going to be at influence? Yeah. And and we're not even just talking about a person being no, around that long. So no. I'm someone who believes in a, in a spiritual realm and all these things, um, which we can get into. But what, however you choose to look at it, um, I find it really interesting. It was mentioned on a podcast recently. They're saying that um, mathematical physicists are saying that there is evidence that there are at least eleven dimensions. And I'm like. Yeah, mind That's, blown. So, so you're telling me, as <laughs> as as a as a spiritually minded person, as someone who identifies with the God of the Bible, right? The I I have to believe that this being is at least that many dimensions, right? Right. And you try to just imagine what it would be like to be in contact with a fifth, a five dimensional thing, right? What does that mean? We don't right. have a concept for that. I've, so you're talking yeah. about. If you're talking about a spiritual world, whatever you call it, you're talking about beings that are very far beyond you, right? So I choose to give the allegiance to the one that I think is <laughs> kind of above, yeah. above the others, and and also has, for, for you, yeah, has proven, <laughs> has proven in a lot of different ways that he is for me, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I would be at the far end probably for most people of what they consider like liberal Christianity in a lot of a lot of ways because Why do you say that? Cuz I have I'm I'm very slow to 
call anything solid ground. Um, I build my certainties very slowly these days because last year a lot of stuff happened that made me just I, everything fell apart, and I I started over. <laughs> I realized there were a lot of things that I had made my foundation that were not sturdy. Like in the church itself, or in a yeah, person, church, Christianity, faith in God, like all these things that I had built as part of that that I thought were intrinsically part of it. They had to be, yeah, and they were ruined so dude i mean to give you like some i don't know like encouragement mm-hmm. in that yeah uh so when i got divorced we went to a very small church and so like i knew everyone mm-hmm. in the pasture those people alienated me yeah right mm-hmm. like i felt unwelcome <laughs> right at first it was all good until they decided to not make it all good, right? Mm-hmm. At first yeah. it was like, oh, everybody loves God. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Like, great. Like, we can still all be, no, okay, just kidding. I am now, like, alienated, cast out, and chosen to be the bad guy. And that sucks, man, because yeah. it's something that you put a lot of faith in and people that you felt like accepted you as you were, good or bad. And then you're like, what the hell, man? So I totally get that. I've been there. The great thing is, in my mind, they're just people. Yep. And like, yeah, maybe you did put too much emphasis in the person themselves. And I felt like I did too. It was like, I've got the wife that believes in God and is super spiritual. I mean, that's pretty loose, honestly. But yeah, like I felt that way. It was just a deception. And then, you know, I was like, oh, we got this great church. Again, I feel like it's a deception. Life is a drift, man. I feel like, um, and it was even from this pastor. So it's not that he's a bad pastor. He's a good guy. Mm. And I don't want to, like, knock him. Because I still think he's a good guy. It's just that, for whatever reason, I got chosen as the bad guy. And I felt like that should never happen. But he said one time, and I still, I mean, I still refer to it because again, you can get, you can get, you can find the good out of everything, right? Like you can find the meaning out of something that you can take away from it. And why there's a lesson everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, And again, it's just that you don't make the same mistake. But he said one time that like, it's like you're being on a boat, like a um, sailboat. And if you don't pay attention to the horizon and you don't pay attention to where you're going, you drift and you drift off course. You don't think that you are because everything looks the same. But now you're way the hell over here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why am I over here? Oh, and all this crap is happening to me. Oh, shit. I wasn't paying attention and I wasn't going where I needed to go. So I look at it that way, man. Like, allowing yourself or myself to be influenced by a person rather than what the person is preaching, um, it's an easy thing to do, man. Mm-hmm. It's easy to go, oh, you know what? I'm going to put my faith in this person because that's the person that's going to lift me up. And really, it like like you said, it's it's coming from right here, man. Like there, that inner voice of literally, you know, God speaking directly to you is what we all should be lifting ourselves up with. And then, like, and then in doing so, we're now affecting everyone else around us. And then we're we're pulling in those other relationships, good or bad, and we're having an effect on them. Mm-hmm. But we're sturdy here. 
so I am 100% guilty of that exact thing of going like, oh man, I've got the wife that is doing this and, and I've got this great church and then it just fell apart. And I thought, what? And like I said, the craziest thing was it's close to everybody got. Yeah. Which is how I feel now. Yeah. Which is like, for anybody listening, my mom is probably, my mom will listen to this <laughs> for sure. She'll be like, oh, my boy. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm truly am. I don't think I've ever been as close to God as I am. Um, my perspective on him is very different. Right. Which I think is great. I think right. it's really helpful. Right. Um, we might as well get into it, though. Like, yeah. I grew up in the church. Um, I, I'm really fortunate. I'll say this right off the bat. I'm really fortunate. I've never been, I don't think, intentionally burned by the church. I have been in a position where through pride and a certain degree of intellectuality, I've been able to look at the church from the inside and be like, I'm so pissed off at this. Right. Like, I, even if you don't, even if you're not intentionally doing anything wrong, I see all these ways that you're going wrong. And it bothers me. Right. Um, and that's my perspective. Sure. Uh, you know, the, I can knock on churches as as much as anybody. Dude, I mean. Yeah, which I'm not going to do. Yeah. Like, that's not why I'm here, you know. But, uh, one, I do think it's important to acknowledge that for people, especially for people who don't believe in it. Right. Like, dude, if you have a problem with the church, I can relate. Totally. Like, if you have an issue with it and you tell me about it, I'll probably, yeah, it's totally legit. I'm learning to have grace on it. Um, and that's the difference, yeah, right? Yeah. It but, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, exactly. God's right. not bad because yeah. a group of people are bad. Yeah, there's always going to be dirty bathwater. Absolutely. Drain the tub. Right. Start over. Start over, yeah. But So I was raised in the church. I was raised outside of Chicago, and we have the Moody Bible Institute there, and we always listen to Moody Radio. Like we just, I grew up hearing preachers from all over the country talk, lots of different perspectives. I did start to realize at a certain age that they didn't always agree on things. I started to think more critically. And, and I was, I've always been a very, I've been described as a cerebral person. Um, I think a lot, often too much for my own good. <laughs> and I, I left and I, I continued to like evolve and change my perspective on things. And last year, when I was already, I was being exposed to things that I didn't, quite understand and and were new and were different and were difficult for me in, in a way just because they were very challenging so i remember i was i remember vividly being at work i was at starbucks i was in the back putting some boxes away and the words cognitive dissonance came into my head and i was like what the heck is that i don't know what does that mean it just i must have heard it from somebody at some point and I looked it up and was like, oh, this is essentially, and I'm probably butchering it for all of our psychologists listening, um, the feeling of discomfort um, that you can get when a perceived belief you have runs up against contradicting information. Right. And I didn't, at the time, it wasn't that significant. Um. A note, though, I was raised in a pretty, I guess, conservative uh, perspective within the church. I was kind of taught that you can't really like believe in evolution, for example, and right. be a Christian because because right. the Genesis thing and right. all this. And I was just 
happen to be in Arkansas now around people who would talk very openly about this stuff. And he's like, Nathan, he's a scientist. Like, right. He's gonna. He's a strong, committed Christian, and he's a scientist. And he's like, well, they work together somehow. I'm like, this is how the world actually works. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to try and fit my perspective on what this Bible is saying into right. it and try and reorganize. Right. Um, so I was just, I was being exposed to that in a really gracious, slow, patient way from a lot of different people. Nobody was jumping down my throat and telling me what I had to believe, essentially. But I was being exposed to things and, and learning a new way of reading the Bible through resources like the Bible Project, which I talk to people about all the time. Yeah. Um, and so that was happening. And then in addition to that, I was coming to a point... Um, marriage marriage has always been on my heart since i was like 17 i've wanted to be married it's been a big deal for me and i've always felt alone so combining those two things is kind of hard um, right yeah yeah and then last year i started talking with a woman and just because of the time of interacting with her and how it related then to what I thought God was saying about me. Right. My relationship with this person was tied into my relationship with God. Right. Because I felt like he, I really believed very strongly that he was using this person to communicate things to me. Right. And I had spent most of my life to that point with this one thing that I really cared about, which was being with somebody someday. Right. And I'd never felt like God, I'd always felt like God was kind of sitting back like this with his arms crossed, just being like, nah. Not yet. Right. Not yet. Nah. Right. It felt cold. It felt not right. really like a kind fatherly thing, really. And this situation fell apart, and I felt like all these things that he'd been teaching me, it was like he was lying to me. It's right. like, man, I don't care about you that much. Like, this is just the cold world that you live in. Uh, and, and just all these things started happening that I just fell apart. I broke down. I have not broken down like I did last August in a long, long time. Right. Never really. I, right. I never reached that point, and I just threw everything out and started over. And I, I built foundations too. I, I built um, slowly, but there were certain things I, I still believe, certainly, and, and um, I was just much more uncertain about a lot of things the things that are most important i think i still i i learned that we're still true um that is i believe i'm loved by this god whatever he is <laughs> whatever this 11 plus dimensional eternal being is supposed to be like i i believe i'm loved by him and i've wouldn't i've experienced a lot of that and then the bible the more i learn about it man it's it's very very compelling right <laughs> it's it's quite an incredible work of art we can get into that conversation another time right that's a big one it is a big yeah yeah but um i i really i started reforming a lot of things and man i've come to realize that everybody has truth to share Mm -hmm. whether you're muslim or buddhist or christian or atheist you've got you've got something absolutely um i've experienced a lot of different versions of christianity 
And in my worst moments, I'll find all the things that they each get wrong. Right. <laughs> and then in my better moments, when I feel like I'm being taught how to be gracious, I get to see the things they're doing right. Absolutely. And it's amazing that we're not all more aware of this. I know. How everybody gets some things wrong and everybody gets some things right. Like the same things. Yeah. And right. and different things. That's true. And, That's true. Yeah, yeah. And just different yeah. different parts of this truth that we all need to find. We're all in process. We'll never arrive. Right. Like we're, we're trying to be closer to something that's a lot bigger than us we'll never we'll, achieve we'll it never we're scratching yeah. the surface of the bottomless right. ocean right yeah and man i use this as an example to people all the time because it's just it's really prominent in my life i have um when i when i moved here i was hired at starbucks essentially the week i moved here by this amazing guy named Cole. Cole, you're probably going to listen at some point. <laughs> Hello. He's agreed to be on here too. Him, oh, and right his, on. him and his wife, Brittany, which I have no, I don't think they know what they're getting into. <laughs> but they'll be on here. And they are Seventh-day Adventists. That's, okay. that's their denomination. Yeah. And that perspective on Christianity was something I was raised as like, this thing is a cult. This part of Christianity is right, wrong. Right. No, we do it this way. This right. is the Protestant way. Right. The right way. No, absolutely. I was I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. And um, man, when I started getting close to Cole and his family, and seeing how they live life and how that community lives life, I was jealous, dude. To see, I've never experienced the church living in community at the way that Adventists do. It's it's amazing. It's so cool, and it's so convicting. Like, all of us who want to pick apart other denominations because we think we, get, we, can, we can see how their theology is wrong, <laughs> like, we understand this God and you don't. Right, right. All those people who don't know what it's like to be truly generous or hospitable, who I could also pick apart things that they sure. did wrong yeah man. like you take any denomination you take any christian and i will find something that you believe if i if i wanted to if i was sure. you know, gonna be this way i can find something that you believe and say no nah, here's why i disagree with it and i'm gonna show you in the bible what it says that right. makes me think i disagree with it and right. i've come to this conclusion through a, a process of, of seeking this right i'm not saying i'm necessarily right, right. these are things that i believe and i could be wrong right but Point being, none of us totally gets it, and a lot of us are really quick to look at certain people who have certain beliefs, and we we often hold up theology as like the trump card. Like, yeah, but their theology is wrong. Right, like, right, right. So is yours. Right. So is mine. Right. I'm getting something wrong. I can give it to you, man. Right. When I stand before this God, whatever it's going to be like, He's not going to tell me, Joel, you had it figured out. <laughs> you know, like, Good jab. You checked all the boxes. Yeah, like you, yeah. you got it, man. No. You figured me out. I'm so glad you're smarter than me. You know, that's not going to happen. No. For any of us. No. But this really beautiful thing uh, that I've been discovering is that I think he's much more likely to stand next to us and be like, 
man, all these things that you got right, I'm so happy about that. Right. It's great. Right. You, you got a lot to learn still. Yeah. But dude, I'm happy. Um, cause he, he, none of us get it, man. No, none of us get it. And we're so quick to jump down other people's throats because they get some detail different than we do. And it, it causes so much fracturing. It does. I mean, it's like the Pharisees back in the day. And it's literally like Christ said to them too. It's like maybe you remove the log from your own eye before you try to remove the speck from mine. Right? Yeah. So instead of trying to pick apart each other for the nuances or the small things that literally are insignificant, maybe we should look at the things that are common core with fellowship and uh, the celebration mm-hmm. of Christ. Yeah. Or God, or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. Like, uh, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, the people who are most convicting and inspiring to me, one, they're not all necessarily Christians or identify as such. Right. And I, again, it's using the label Christian or disciples, it can yeah. be really tricky. It is, man. One, I mean, it is, because like, it's kind of got a stigmatism to yeah. it now. And, and you know? one of the words, the word that I like to use a lot of time is seeker i call people seekers because there's there's a couple of verses that always come to my mind that have for some years now have been really prominent in my mind one of them is jesus um talking to the pharisees and these people who literally had their scriptures memorized right could literally quote the whole book of genesis to you right right which, and it wasn't even a book to them. It's not like they had Bible apps, right? right? right, right you right. know? But they knew right. this. Yeah. They knew this scripture. Right. And he looked at those people, and he said, you search the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. You fail to come to me. You fail to realize that the scriptures are bearing witness about me, and you fail to come to me to have life. That verse has always has been very important to me. And also... Um, He says, in the last days, basically at the end, whatever that means, many people are going to come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not testify in your name and prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? And he's going to say, I never knew you. No, I, I love that one. Isn't? But, yeah. and I, and I, it, it was always, you know, people will quote the verse and you go over and he's like, oh yeah, Bible speak. And then I read it and I realized, who is he talking to other than people who claim Christianity, people who claim to be his followers? How many of us are going to meet this God someday? And he's going to be like, I never had a relationship with you. Right. Even if you do works, right? Like it was kind of that whole thing too of like if, if you go around and you do all these works, but if the ultimate goal in your mind, right, if the, um, Oh man, if the motivation is self-serving, right? If like, oh, if I do this, 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 and this, it's gonna help me get in good graces. Mm-hmm. Did you really? Is that your motivation? Is it the proper motivation? You could donate millions of dollars. You could serve at soup kitchens. But if your goal is not because you actually have empathy for other people, and you're literally trying to like pour yourself into someone else in fellowship and help them 
and your goal is like, I'm checking the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, that's the way I look at that verse. Yeah. You show up and you're like, look at all this stuff I did. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool, man. Like, you did it all for yourself. Like, I don't know you. And that's cold, man. That's like a scary thing to think about. Yeah. Because that, I mean, realistic, I <laughs> right. have to be like, what if that's me? Right. Does that and, apply to me? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I think I think that's healthy. Yeah. I think I think we have to seek, right? Seek and keep seeking, knock and keep knocking. It's a constant yeah. thing, like anything in life, yeah. right? And so I see people who, whether or not they've arrived at the same belief I have, I see people who are genuinely seeking the truth and trying to get to know what does it mean to be human and to love? What is what is this force inside me or whatever it is that's drawing me forward and that's trying to get my attention? I see people who are genuinely seeking. Sure. And I'm less concerned now with being like, well, do they have the doctrine of the Trinity right? And do they have <laughs> like the sacrament right? And the, right, all right. these things. Right. I'm less concerned with examining that and being like, I don't know their heart. And God does. Right. All I see from their heart is that they're really trying. Right. And am I doing that? Am I doing that in humble submission to this this God? Surrender. Right. Yeah. And and if I'm already at a place where I believe something about Him, and I'm not, and I'm still not really doing what He what I know He wants me to do, how much worse off am I than that? <laughs> right, right. You know. Well, you know, there's that other verse, and this always makes me feel like a big piece of shit too. It's where uh, <laughs> those are those the best. Oh man, they're the best. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's good to remind yourself. But you know, it's, yeah. it's the one where God says basically, like, if you're lukewarm, you're worse than if you never knew me at all. And it's like, what the hell? So basically, like, if you have seen, what is it? There's a. Uh, I'm gonna butcher it. If you have seen and you still don't believe. It is worse than never, like never seen. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, and it's I like, don't know exactly what the verse is, but yeah, right. and it's like holy crap. So you know, I'm I a hundred percent believe I have seen, and am I doing everything in my power to like be on fire or what God would consider like, you know, hungering for a relationship with Christ? Am I doing that every day? No, I'm probably not. You know, and then it makes me go like, oh, I'm just, I'm screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this person that he's talking about that's lukewarm and I suck worse than the guy that's never even known God. You know what I mean? So it makes you feel like a big piece of crap. But I mean, it's good me to to have that like introspection to go, dude, I need to step this up. Uh, and I, obviously that's what those verses are for, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the whole book is for. It's, it's like a, it's something to help motivate you and and um, and guide you. Yeah. And keep your head right. Yeah. You know? We're probably getting into sorry. like a niche of yeah, the woo-woo sorry, stuff. Man. No, no, yeah. don't apologize, dude. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking through, I wonder if this is going to turn people away or no, drop I hear people you. anything. No, I hear you. I just kind of like got in that mindset. No, dude, no, like no, that's not, I'm, I'm happy we're having this conversation. Yeah. I'm internally thinking like, I wonder how many people are going to see this as like a Christian podcast. How many people are going to like not yeah, want well, to listen to it? Oh, well. Yeah, and I don't want to like mess your podcast No, up. dude, there's no messing <laughs> it up. There's no messing it up. Because like I said, so I was getting at like, yeah. I am, I would be viewed as a little more, more of a liberal-minded one. Right. Because there's no question I'm not afraid to ask. Right. And nobody can come to me and ask a question that I'm like, no, you're wrong. Right. I might think, you might be wrong. Right. right. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, like I was watching, uh, I'm much... It's much easier for me now to find 
God in things that I never would have before. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I, we watched, we try to have regular movie nights and I watched, uh, Interstellar recently. Oh my God. It's a great, amazing movie. movie. Yeah. And dude, that movie made me cry. I tear up watching that movie and I, I watch that movie now and I can very easily be my house. Like, what if this is real? Like, what if, (laughs) what if we are, what if the, whatever is communicating with us is us we are like moving forward whatever million years from now what humans look like are given the chance to speak back to themselves to help themselves now that doesn't answer the question well what about them where did they come from you know you keep going down that you know it's a rabbit hole where's the where's the beginning (laughs) right but i'm i don't dismiss things like I used to. So right. now when people come to me and, and ask those questions or they have these ideas that before I would have been like, yeah, it's just, no, that's, that's not what we're right. Let me tell you what's right. Right, right. Now I can listen with more empathy and be like, I, I, there could very well be a lot in there. And I think you, you are almost guaranteed to see a part of this story that I don't because you've lived your own story and you've sure. had different experiences. And I, I do believe in a, a personal God, and I believe there's somebody we're all trying to reach and get to know, and I don't think it's all relative and he can be anything right. you want him to be. I don't right. I don't think that's true. Right. I don't think that really makes sense, whatever right. view you come from. Um, but I, I'm glad to be at a place where I can listen to a lot of different perspectives and find truth in them yeah and be challenged by it right and take those challenges and not be threatened by anything anymore right i'm like dude this i i i might be wrong about everything but it doesn't really matter <laughs> i i'm i'm i hope yeah. that the th- i think i'm right about some things yeah, honestly but, in the grand scheme of things like we are literally here like yeah a fraction yeah right and i mean the thing even in that fraction of time thing i there are things I believed three years ago that I don't believe. Right. Now, that I thought I had really good reasons for, right. and now I think are garbage. Totally. So in 50 years, what right. does, what's that going to look like? No, I know. I, I feel like a lot of things even in, in the, this year have changed for me so much with just like about to have a kid. Mm-hmm. It's just like a huge um, responsibility, and it's just it's overwhelming, you know. It's something yeah. that I wouldn't even have thought about last year or the year before or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I mean, I feel like we're constantly changing. And we should be, because yeah. we're not. What is it? Socrates said it, right? If it, The only thing that I know is that I, I know nothing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I tribe to that just because, yeah, of course. I, I could be so certain about something today that maybe, like you said, five years from now, ten years from now, I'm like, nope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hold, I, I like the phrase holding things with an open palm. Right. It's like... This is where it is right now. This is what's in front of me. Right. And even if I think I'm right, I have to be able to recognize that I might be wrong. Totally. And it's not necessarily even about being right or wrong. I think it's more about like, it's bigger where, than where is your heart? Like, right. there's somebody who knows whether you're right or wrong. Right. But I think he's less concerned with you getting everything right and more concerned with you being genuine. Absolutely. I agree with that. I think that's a really great take. Yeah. Because yeah. if it was just about being right or wrong, we'd all fail the fucking test. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. well, you got something wrong. Yeah. Like, if you have to get 100%, right. you, you fail. You get something wrong. Well, I mean, you know, that's humanities. I, you know, again, like, I get so frustrated with all that crap, too. Because 
all of us can throw stones, man. And and there's a hundred percent and oh god, with social media and and the ability to just look back on something you said when you were 22, mm. right? It's like, dude, I said a lot of stupid shit when I was 22, right? I'm glad yeah. that there's not much of that on there because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the idea that, like, none of us can ever make a mistake is the most pompous horse shit, I think, that we have developed in recent years. And it's it's going that way of where, like, everyone everyone is a hypocrite at some point mm-hmm. or has been. And not intentionally, like you said, you're holding it with an open palm. I may have said something, and I'm I could sit here and think of it. I'm sure something five years ago that I'm in total disagreement with now. Does that make me a hypocrite, or does that mean that I just grew and now I believe something else? Yeah, right. Like I, hypocrite in the word to me would mean I'm saying this and 100% disagreeing with it and doing something the opposite, but I'm saying it anyway, right? Mm. In order to create some kind of facade. Um, yeah, that frustrates me. You know, somebody will say something and they're like, well, he's a hypocrite because 10 years ago he'd said this. And it's like, bro, he's probably grown up since then. He, she, who, whatever. Like, you know, things change and they Mm -hmm. should. And if they didn't, it goes back to that thing of like, why are you the same person that you were when you were a kid? Like that to me says more about you than it does about the person who changed their mind. Yeah. Um, Stagnant has become... The norm. The the worst word yeah. that I can use for as a description for me at my worst moments, just when I'm stagnant. Totally. And it, it's become a little, I'm like swinging the pendulum in the other direction yeah. now. And it's, yeah. it's almost like I'm becoming very impatient with myself <laughs> because if I feel like I'm standing still at all, I'm like, no. I have to make progress. I have to keep right, moving. Right. And I think that's it's a good drive. I'm glad that I'm now at a place where I'm pursuing things and I'm actually trying to move forward Right. because that, that can be really hard for me if I don't have a fire under me, which is why I do things like just leave home on a bicycle or fly to the other side <laughs> of the planet with no plan Cause, yeah. because when I throw myself into a place where everything is out of my control, that's when I've kind of thrived. Right. Um, and just in shaking things up like that and and forcing myself to realize I don't have control, uh, they've I've grown a lot. Right. And for whatever reason, when I don't do that, it's so easy for me to settle into that stagnation and not push myself. Right. It's scary. I've always struggled with anxiety. It, it just kind of keeps me from doing things, even the most normal things, man um phones are a great example because i think a lot of people relate to this in some level just having like anxiety about calling people on the phone yeah we're not used to it anymore yeah it's totally different texting is like the norm right and i hate it i i I do too i I don't like having i'm not gonna have a conversation really over text i think like so you at seven yeah that's that's great that's just exchanging a little bit of information right that's great yeah but a conversation, like trying to have this over text in some way, it would be, you know, I don't do that. So much is lost in translation. And something I learned, you know, with my old job uh, with the military was like, like 80% of conversation is like how it's being done, right? Mm-hmm. So that there's all these like triggers with like your facial expressions, the way that you're saying it, your body language, it all plays a key into your voice inflection mm-hmm. into what's being said. If I text you something, 
you're going to put your inflection and perspective on the words. Yeah. Which could change the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. If I read something, if it's an email, a book, whatever, I'm going to put my perspective in there. And it's going to totally change. Yeah. Whereas if we sit here and I say it to you, you're 100% going to get my output on it because you're hearing me say it and you're seeing me say it. Yeah. Right? Versus like, oh, yeah, I read this and this is what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think a lot is what I would consider lost in translation. Absolutely. Even though it's not, you know, that you're actually having to translate anything. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, you kind of are. Yeah. Because we're all speaking out of our experiences. You 100%. Know, we're all, yeah. When I use the words I use, outside of you know definitions, right. words, they mean more than that. Of course. And how I say them communicates something. Right. Um, I don't remember what it was that made me, made me think of that. But, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no apologies yeah. needed on this show. No, I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I thought of that because it is such a huge thing, right? Like you, you were talking about how like, you know, the, the, the thing now is nobody talks and nobody wants to, to speak in person and everybody's texting or whatever. The other thing I hate about that is if it takes you an hour to formulate a response to something that I ask you or, uh, something that I'm looking to just engage and make you think, are you really doing that? You know what I mean? Am I getting your response or am I getting like an hour's worth of research that you're giving me a response <laughs> a to something? Yeah. You know, is that you? Is it you or is it Wikipedia? Right. And if I yeah. sit in front of you and I pose that same question or something similar or along the same vein or even a different vein, are you going to be able to respond with the same uh, I, I guess like gusto or the same uh, force, the same opinion. Are you gonna be that, or are you just gonna go? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. One of the things about this podcast that's the concept of it means I can grab anybody off the street, sure, and have these conversations because right. everybody has a story, everybody has something to share. Sure. The what narrows that field really is how many people are ready to have these conversations. And right. how many people are capable of holding? Right. Some people aren't quite there, and I don't think it's not that they. I don't think it's that they couldn't be, but for whatever reason, they haven't learned how to communicate, how to speak their mind, or you know, for a number of different reasons, they don't really know how to engage in this way. No, I think a lot of it gets lost. Social yeah. interaction gets lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a transaction now, almost. Yeah. It's not, hey, it's not how a, are you? Good. Can I have a cappuccino? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a trans. Even if it's not in that sense, yeah. Like, you know, even if you just ran into somebody randomly that you kind of knew, it would be that. Hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Good, good, great. All right, I see you. Yeah, like, it's a transaction. It's not like there's no engagement into that person's life, mm-hmm. and there's no real interest. You can tell both parties are even disinterested, mm-hmm. right? I try not to be that guy. Yeah. You know, if I run into somebody, I'm always like, hey, because I actually am genuinely like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but nine times out of 10, people are like, yeah, yeah, okay, but sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I get it. I'm not going to criticize. No, absolutely. It's realistically and practically speaking, obviously, we can't be 100% with everybody all the time. No. Um, and I have but my I think downtime. we, I think we've gone too far in the other yeah. direction. Um, but I do wish we hadn't kind of ruined 
our language, so to speak.、Mm. So when I say "How are you?" I I mean that, right? But "How are you now?" just means "Hi." Yeah, it means a nod. Yeah, it's a nod. Yeah,、and、it's so, a greeting. Yeah, it's just a greeting. So now you say, "Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good." And we, and then ten seconds later, I'm thinking, "Man, I'm really not good."、You、right?、Know? Yeah, and even if you, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not good, and but I, you're just responding automatically. Yeah,、good. and I don't want to be the person who says that, and the other person is thinking, "Man, I'm not good," but they don't want to tell me. Like I want to be somebody who, no matter who you are and what. What level of interaction you have with me? If I ask you the question, "How are you?"、Right. No matter where you are, I want, I wish, people knew they could say it. Right. I wish people knew that they can stop me where I am and have that conversation. Honestly, like, I've had some deep ass conversations at the gym. Yeah. With people. Yeah. Dude, which、I、is、bet. great. Yeah. I'm finding more and more as I'm kind of exploring the concept of this show outside of recording. People want that. Totally, man. I've experienced that with so many people.、Um, more people than you think are ready to really speak honestly about their life. When you life show them legitimate interest, yes, or empathy, like、yeah. when you're like, "Hey, like, tell me what's going on," or even like what I've noticed too that sparks a lot of the ones that I've started at the gym is sometimes if I'm just you know brave enough, quote unquote, to say something. That they would think is like you know,、uh, scary or、mm -hmm. fearful. Yeah. If I'm like, oh yeah, man, this is going on. This sucks. Or you know, this is going on. This is great. But it's like it's it's an it's a window into my life.、Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh well, crap. We can do that. Well, here you go. Yeah. The walls you know? drop down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that.、Right. One of the, the <laughs> one of the questions I've been I've been trying to transition from saying how are you to. What emotions have you been feeling lately? <laughs> that's that's what I've been saying. Which is、like、really, almost therapeutic. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, it's surprising to me how many people. I guess it's not really surprising. It's just like, oh yeah, of course. But so many people are ready to answer that question honestly. Right. And and even if they're not ready in the sense that they have the answer ready, they stop and think about it. Right. Because I've asked them a specific question. Right. And me asking that shows them at some level they're like, oh, he actually cares, right? Because I'm not just saying how are you, which is what two dozen people have already said to them that day, right? And I'm trying to be brave enough to ask more and more people this question,、um, even in the really small interactions, if I don't know them at all, right? To be able to ask that question and stop and listen, and I I don't know of anybody yet who's Brushed off the question. It's amazing that people are like. It's like everybody is starving to be noticed, to be paid attention to. And you know that could circle back around to feeling that like emptiness where they don't、yeah. have a relationship with, with something greater than themselves, and they feel alone. Yeah,、right? yeah. And dude, I know what it is to feel alone. Absolutely. I don't, I don't want people to feel to alone. Be in that same.、Place. I understand. No, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean it. I think, especially in a world and a culture where we've created this kind of communication, this、mm. vapid, meaningless、mm. interactions, so many people are just because that's where they are, that's what they're expecting,、mm. and so I'm, you know, I'm in service industry. I was in, you know, Starbucks. I was in food and beverage. I'm a bank teller, like. You interact with me as a customer, and you and a lot of time people just think this is a barista. It's like I treat him like a barista. I just say, 
you know, the thing. Why does there have to be a label, though? Yeah, exactly. Why can't you just be a fucking person? Yeah. <laughs> that's what my name tag says. I'm a fucking person. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. And then maybe that's just with my experience with, no, like, no, with what I've experienced in life. And, and, and yeah, I don't know. And that, that is the one good thing I will say from, you know, time and service is that, like, I respect all life. Yeah. Uh, you're a fucking human, man. Mm-hmm. You're a person. And I'm going to yeah. fucking treat you like one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because I want the same thing. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I? Why would I treat you as something lesser? How does that benefit me in any way? Mm-hmm. Sure as hell doesn't benefit you. Yeah. No, so, it doesn't serve anybody good. Yeah. And that's something I, I I, think just through self-discovery and learning myself more and then also being in the service industry now for like seven years, um, realizing that that's a normal thing it's an expectation in that industry so you are you expect customers to just treat you a certain way and so you settle in though to that expectation you become what they assume you are right and one it doesn't create good business two it doesn't foster like human connection right um and i've noticed it it takes a lot of deliberate energy to move away from that. Right. So I was really privileged and, and very happy to have the opportunity to train so many people at my job. And I would always start them off. I'd spend like a half hour just talking to them before we started. Not about the job, but like, just dude, get let's, let's sit down yeah. and let's talk about what kind of a trainer I am. Right. You never think that you can't ask me a question. Right. I'm not annoyed with you. You're not in the way. You can ask any question. And it's not stupid. And dude, we're just we're here to help each other out right and as far as customers go just don't even think about customers they're not customers they're just people the only difference between you and them is that they're paying and you're receiving like that's it yeah and seeing the difference that made in those people and hearing from them too the affirmation of dude i'm so glad you told me that i was really nervous about this right it was just life-changing for me to realize that we all so many of us are in that place. We're, we're just assuming the people around us don't care about us. Right. And that we just have to settle into this place of going through the motions. It's such a misnomer, isn't it? That like we have all this stuff, this tech that is supposedly bringing us together at an instant, right? You're never without some form of communication. You're never without the ability to reach out and and search for something or information. And yet we all feel so alone and so far apart. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like it just goes to show that all that crap is not the source of feeling full or content. It's actually this the exchanging of words between individuals, right? Having an mm-hmm. actual conversation, spending time with somebody, getting to know them, you know doing hobbies together activity fellowship again yeah you yeah. know uh, just being with other people eating yeah. hanging out laughing having a good time like those are the things that are actually going to recharge everyone versus like oh dude i you know i spent hours on reddit or, or whatever and you incidentally they're all the things that right now we're being told we can't do right <laughs> right right we don't need to get right. into that conversation right. about it but we'll lose a lot of fans right away <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it's, uh, it's, to me, that's just, it's kind of sad in a sense. Yeah. Um, it uh, is sad. Yeah. And I, I take it as a huge opportunity, though, too. Like, um, 
to know that I'm on, I've moved on to another side of that. I've stepped over that line and been like, no, I can, I can be me. I can be honest and I can treat you like a human being and I can pursue that relationship. Even if you're not, even if you don't think that you can do that with people, right. I can bridge that gap right. because I've stepped over and said, no, I, right. I'm going to walk in this direction. Right come along like there's right. a great beautiful wide world to experience you might catch an asshole or two but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the most part though people yeah. man they're ready for it right not ready in the sense that we're all like we're prepared right but we want it we want the genuineness and the honesty and the human connection with people if you're putting that foot forward i don't see how anybody could be an ass right you know what i mean like if you're doing your best to try to like genuinely bridge a gap or have a conversation why the hell would anybody be rude does that yeah. make sense no yeah. it does and um i think people just match your right like whatever you're putting forward so yeah you know, if you come out with like well of course they're gonna be that way yeah it's transformative man yeah it's like there's you know i work in service industry so i deal with regular common people all the yeah. time yeah um and i think i'm very good with people um and I am ready to talk to anybody. If you haven't noticed, I mean, yeah. I've, I'm studying a yeah. podcast where the thing is, I'm going to talk to everybody, you know? <laughs> um, but there are, we'll take one person as an example who I'm not going to name, but there's a customer yeah. who I see regularly, he's a regular customer at the bank, who everybody, when I start, he's like, oh man, that guy's the worst. He's, he's so mean, all this stuff. I'm like, hey, he, he probably has had a worse day than you. He probably just... Those are the people you got to be extra nice to. Right. And now every time he comes in, I help him. And everybody's like, man, he's really nice to Joel. And I'm like, it's just because I'm nice to him. Right. I'm just, right. I'm putting, I'm putting that extra effort there that he needs. Right. Because maybe he's not in a place where he's ready to put that extra effort there. Right. You got to bridge the gap somehow yeah. and you're sacrificing that part of yourself because you want to make that dude feel okay yeah and which is awesome yeah you can't overcome evil with evil right absolutely evil with good. i mean like, it's just not how so it well works. said yeah like if somebody walks in like you know kicking a can your your reaction to that being like yeah look at this guy is not gonna help that dude stop right no. like in any way no. i'm so guilty of that because i'm always somebody that's very confrontational <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you're going to be that? I'm just going to go way over you and match your force way harder. So how do you yeah. like that? Yeah, no, it never works out, right? Yeah, so um, I've tried so hard now to, to be better about that. It's very difficult for me. I'm yeah. not as good as you in the sense of like where I feel like I'm a people person. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Some people, this is the, what I've heard, which is great because it makes me laugh because it's so true. Some people were like, oh, man, Will's the nicest. And some people were like, that dude's a dick. And I'm like, you know what? I guarantee I'm both those things. It just depends. <laughs> it just depends on on who I'm interacting with. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think either one of those answers are wrong. I wouldn't call you a dick. <laughs> I would say you're very strong-willed. You're yeah. a very strong well, personality. It's very nice. It's nice I've, I've always experienced you as a really nice guy. Yeah, but I think that I've... Again, I've never had an altercation with you, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and I think that's the thing is like, the people that I feel like I've had kind of like that I've butted heads with, so uh -huh. to speak. Yeah, I've, I'm 100% going to come out with like both guns blazing because yeah. that is just my attitude. Mm -hmm. And it's not the right one, but it's 100% what I do. Yeah, you go full force. I do, man. Yeah. And it's, it, I admire that. Yeah. Though. I mean, <laughs> 
I commit to it. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I did it the other day and I felt like such an asshole um, at the gym. And it's just, I, I I have to catch myself and I never do until it's after the fact. And I'm like, God, crap, I shouldn't do that. And I'm, I won't drop names. But yeah, there's a couple guys and they were messing around with the strongman stuff. And, you know, they 100% had no reason being over there. And instead of just being like, hey, so, and like kind of, you know, should do this and like helping them out. Yeah. I immediately was like, what the fuck are you doing? That requires a pad to be under that. And they went and tried to grab the wrong thing. And I'm like, no, not that fucking. And I, I just like went off. And uh, of course they were like, dude, dude, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like, you know, like apologizing. And then, you know, obviously I escalated it like to the point to where those dudes just felt like they were pieces of shit. And then I felt bad because, you know, they they just are continually apologizing. And then I'm like, oh, God, man, come on. So then, <laughs> and then it just made me feel like a dick. Because what I, like, what I was expecting was like, somebody to be confrontational or adversive to me and, and be like, you know, yeah. But instead I got like, Oh no, we totally didn't know what we were doing. And it's uh -huh. like, well shit, if I had maybe just started the conversation different, then I could have taught something and not been a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but instead I, I took it the opposite route. Um, uh, I, I probably do that more often than not, <laughs> but, but, hey. but I try, man. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm like a, the dad, sometimes where i'm like don't do that you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then the kid's like what they're crying because they have no clue because they just screwed up because they're a kid uh -huh. and i would say nine out of ten people in the gym are, are literally just when if, if they're making a mistake they, they just don't know yeah you know they yeah. legitimately don't know and, and if, you can drop the thing in the gym it's not even nine out of ten people anytime right wherever they are right i don't know they just don't know yeah. and if you just help them out and like I, I, I hate to say correct them, but I mean I don't know what else to say. But if you if if you find a way to correct that person in a positive way, where you're like helping them, or you're mm -hmm. you're teaching them something, or they're learning rather than you like making them feel dumb, which is I'm really good at that, you know. <laughs> and I hate that, but you know, hey, uh, character flaw. But yeah, like so. But if you can help them, it it, it breeds a lot better thing mm -hmm. like the people that i do legitimately help are like oh man cool thanks yeah and the people that i lose my shit on for no reason i'm like oh man i wish i hadn't done that yeah so again that's why i get both sides of that uh-huh 100 uh, think i'm both it's interesting it makes me think so i'm another podcast i listen to it's called the bema discipleship podcast it's really interesting it's we it's led by the guy who hosted is a messianic jew he's he's incredible and um he he was they were the going through the Bible, and they're talking about Jacob, who you you look at all of the three main dudes, right? Abraham, right. Isaac, and Jacob, and you're like, right. these guys are shit. <laughs> these are horrible dudes, right? right? It's hard not to see that. Right. One, because most of us, if we grew up in church, we're taught that. Like, here's right. all the things that are wrong with these guys. Right. Um, but in the story, there's a, there's a lot that they praise for, too. And right. one of the things that he was pointing out a lot about Jacob and why he thinks God was like on Jacob's side is he had what the Jews would call chutzpah. It's like he had fire. Right. It's like he may have been an ass at times, but man, he was just all in. He was going for it. <laughs> and he had the strength and the will to make a move toward things. Right. And God wants to use those people. Sure. God wants to use the people 
who even when they mess up, they're gung-ho for it. Right. And that's why. Maybe right. it looks from the outside like they made a bigger mistake, but it's because they're putting their whole self into it. Right. So I I think God would rather have me put my whole self into it and believe in it and right. then screw up right. than just kind of waffle around everything and right. not do anything because I'm like, well, I don't want to be wrong, but I'm right. not sure I'm right. And I right. don't know. Because it's, man, he can make a lot of use of people like that. Yeah. The, people who just go all the way. That's and, true. And it can be hard. I mean, if if you can recognize in yourself that like, oh, I was an ass in this or yeah. I, I went off too hard on this. Right. That's great. And especially to be able to have humility and be like, oh, I think that because God, you like, you're convicting me of something. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so valuable. Yeah. Instead no, I of agree. being the person who's just kind of stagnant and sailing along and sometimes is an ass and sometimes isn't, but doesn't really care one way or the other. And I've been that guy. You know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah, we all have. <laughs> Where I'm like, I don't give a shit. It's everybody else's problem. Yeah. yeah no, totally. Um, no, I, I think you're right. Like, I think that, you know, fire is good. It's just got to be directed the right direction. Yeah. You know, um, man, I, I, I wish I was doing a better job of being all in the, the correct way. Uh, you know, if there is a correct way, there's obviously a correct way. Uh, you know, one thing I've, I I would say is, you know, with God is I think that God takes broken people and, and, and makes them do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, literally everybody in the Bible. Yep. Right. Um, nobody, I, I don't, there's not one person in the Bible that you can read about and be like, Oh, they really had their shit together. And they also did these wonderful things. Yeah. No, like everybody was like ate the fuck up. Right. Like everybody was a screw up. Yeah. But I think that that's the point. Right. Uh, is even if it's an embellishment, it's the point is to show that humanity is 100% gonna screw up and fall short yeah but look what you could still do yeah amazing right yeah (laughs) right so dude so i have i have like every now and then i think of things i'm like that's a good question to think about (laughs) and so i'll put them down as things to talk about on this show right and since we're over the two hour mark i'm like i might as no no don't apologize i don't require any apologies from anybody so you can you can hold on to that piece of information don't don't worry about apologizing to joel (laughs) <laughs> but there are things that I'll, I'll like be laying in bed. I've got gone to bed. My phone's over here, and I'll think about like, oh, if I don't write that down, I'm gonna forget. So I get up and I'll write it down. Um, so some of those are kind of what I decided to put, like what I emailed you, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Uh, but then there's other questions that I like to. Toward the end of the one with Colby, I also I walk. We talked about some of these, so I'll ask some of them. Yeah, go for it. So what's something that's hurt you? like a thing or a person oh i mean i i don't know what has been something that has caused a wound man that's tough bro because like there there's multiple answers to Mm -hmm. that obviously it's what shapes us to be Mm -hmm. human i just want to try to think of the one that's most impactful Ooh, Um, i did change the question to make it a little easier on people because I originally had things like what has hurt you the most. Right. And a friend of mine who's been kind of walking me through this, Brandy, who is a therapist, she told me like, I think you should adjust the wording here because as soon as you put the most, there's more pressure on people. Absolutely. To to try to think of, well, I mean, I just want to, you know, obviously I want to think of something that like I feel like has significance, not just like, ah, this, a thorn, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I guess the thing that's probably 
the most pressing that came to my mind, so we'll just use it that way, the thing that came to my mind first was my own uh, anger Mm. has probably hurt me the most. Uh, Legitimately. Um, And that sucks. Uh, It's affected relationships, uh, including previous marriage and, and friendships, work, and everything else. Uh, it, it's one of those things that, like, I feel like is still something that can hurt me. Uh, I think I have a lot better hold on it now uh, than I used to. But that's through literally just accepting the fact that I've, you know, had some issues <laughs> that I needed to work through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and accepting that and learning that, like, dude, anger's. It's always going to be there. I think that the craziest thing that I learned was like, I had so many people trying to, a long time ago, trying to be like, there's something wrong with you and you need to not be angry. And what I actually found out was there's nothing wrong with me and it's 100% okay to be angry. It's just maybe don't lean into it so hard, uh, just in layman's terms, mm-hmm. you know? And that's really what I've tried to work on because it goes back to that thing of if I put so much emphasis in hate and anger, it literally only hurts me. It consumes me. It consumes my thought. It consumes my function. How is that beneficial? And it's 100% not. And it starts to bleed into everything that like uh, that I did hold dear and mm-hmm. care about, uh, which totally ruined those things. And that's something that I feel like it's a great lesson, but it's still left a huge wound. Yeah. Yeah. Man, thank you for being honest about that. Man. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, I, man, I can't think of times that I've like indulged that part of me that I was proud of later. No. Yeah. And it used to be like 100% that, and then like happy was just like a fucking afterthought. Mm. So it took away a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rough, man. It is, man. But you know what? Silver lining, right? Yeah. Like, this is, here I am. And yeah, you keep going, right. and you keep learning, and you keep being able to look at yourself introspectively and say, okay, well, this is something I want to change. Right. And, you know? You're able to do that. Right. The fact that you can look at that and say, this thing about me has hurt me. Yeah. That's huge, man. Right. It's huge. Right. Yeah. Some people are walking around doing that all the time and just throwing it out on other people too without without thinking that it's hurting them or themselves. I mean, that was 100% me. I mean, it really was. I literally, like, yeah, my ex-wife used to tell me I was a robot. And I was like, okay, whatever. But... Probably was a robot. You know, it's not that I didn't have emotions; that I just choose not to feel anything other than like rage. Mm. And I'm glad I don't do that anymore. I'm still an angry guy, (laughs) (laughs) but so much better. Good, yeah, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Okay, let's let's lighten it up a little. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What's something that brings you a lot of joy? Oh man, um, man. 
so many things. Yeah. But again, that's good. again, first thing right off the top of my head is just exercise. I've, I, I love. Um, Never would have guessed. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, but there's so many things. Like, I love the outdoors and, like, climbing and, like, it just anything that has to do with, like, my physical self and moving and doing and experiencing that, whether it's weights or, you know, hiking or climbing or nature, whatever it is, like, I love that. It, mm-hmm. it brings me so much joy. Uh, absolutely. 100%. That's great. Yeah. I, it made me think, right, when you were saying it, too, like, I... I do. I'm going to add it in as a question or I'm going to kind of reform that. But what's something that like it quiets your soul? Oh, and that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So which I, I was assuming is like, okay, that's his answer right there. Yeah. That's, that's the answer to that question, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about that before we even started this. But yeah, like, so what's really weird and people are always like, man, that's that sounds so sad. But to me, it's like not is if I'm in the woods like alone that quiets my soul yeah and i mean like you're laughing but like dude seriously like no i I relate it's just like i don't know why but i almost feel like any pressure anxiety fear whatever i have literally just falls off me if i can just sit in nature wherever it may be and be quiet woods top of a mountain whatever if i'm on the side of a cliff climbing like to me like that is my peace it's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> I think you should f- figure out how to carry that, dude, with you. I know that's that's the. Or, I mean, that's the goal. That's of the all rub, of us. right? That's the rub. Bring it yeah. a little bit further along, yeah. away from that thing that 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 inspires right. it. Because you know the, the the crappy thing is is what what if you know God forbid, and I've gotten some major injuries and I'm dealing with some injuries right now, but. We, what if I'm injured in a way where I can't do those things? Yeah. And I've thought about that recently. And I'm like, dude, that's super scary. What would I do? Because it's such a huge part of like what, to me, like centers me. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be something else, right? Yeah. I have to find a way to move that in, in a way to where it transitions and I'm not so reliant on it. Yeah. I think maybe those things are more like triggers or, or something. They're awakening something that's in you. Right. 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 So if we can figure out how do I find that wherever I am, right? Right. right. Whatever I'm doing. If I'm stuck in traffic, can I have the same <laughs> peace and joy that I have standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon? Right. You know? that's a, that, that, if I get there, I think I'm going to reach enlightenment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think, yeah. I, man, I'm an idealist, and so I'm like, well, there has to be. There has to be a way that I can I can find that in myself. Right. Because otherwise, I'm dependent on looking at this rock, you right. know? It's like, right. do I have to be right. in front of this thing to right. choose to be that way? Right. I think being out there enables me to, I don't even need to do the choosing. There's nothing else. Right. Like, there's nothing I can do in this moment other than just sit in awe. Right. Just be at peace. Intrinsically, it's, it's like this yeah. is the thing. Yeah. yeah, no. But it's like it's, it's, well it's like soul. it's awakening something yeah. in me though that yeah. I can find later, which is like I guess practice of meditation, like trying to do that in right. everyday life is hard, right? Because most of life doesn't look like the Grand Canyon or the Sequoias, you know? No, it's it's, it's very distracting. It's intentionally distracting. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's <laughs> intentionally distracting. Um, getting at, you know, some things we were talking about earlier. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, we kind of, we definitely talked a bit about this, but do you find change difficult? Yeah. Um, and why is that? Yeah. So, yes, change is difficult. And why I think change is difficult, not only for me, but for everyone, is because we are afraid of the unknown. And I am afraid of the unknown. So, change is something that we are not used to. It is no longer our routine. And whether we all like it or not, and myself is included in that, some semblance of like normality or routine makes us feel good and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And change disrupts that normality. And so I think for me, I create this fear of, well, shit, what if, what if it's not any better over there? What if this thing that I'm doing different is not good? What's the worst thing that could happen, man? Like, you know what I mean? Is really what I end up having to tell myself. Is like, what is the worst thing that could happen if I try to make this change and it doesn't work? And the answer is always going to be like something that's like right, yeah, a slap on the it's, wrist. Usually, it's right. not actually that bad. Right, even not, in our imagination, it's not life threatening. Yeah, yeah. And so, I will say that like, to de- dive in that just a little bit deeper. Yeah. Sorry, but no, yeah, no. Uh, I feel like. If we're not doing something that makes us uncomfortable, then we're doing the wrong thing. Dude, I've been, call it God or whatever else, I've been trying to obey that impulse more. I've been becoming, I think, more aware of that, of being in a spot where I feel like, hey, you should do that. Right. You should ask that. You should say that. Yeah. And it it feels like something outside myself pushing me towards something and saying like, you can trust this, just do it. Right. And I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> right. Right. And every time I do, I can look back and I later, I'm like, Oh, that's why I was supposed to do that. It's wild. That's it's awesome. It's amazing. And I count myself very fortunate to be in a place where I feel like I'm much more in tune than I've been. Right. Um, it's it's amazing. But every single time, it's, you should do this thing. I know it's uncomfortable. Right. You should do this thing. Man, I'm scared to do that thing. Right. Every time. And it can yeah. be the stupidest thing. It can be go right. talk to that girl. It can right. be like, go talk to the barista about the coffee. Right. It can be, I was, it was kind of that the other day. I was sitting at, um, the shop I like to go to now is it's called Old Pine Coffee Roasters in Fayetteville. And I was sitting down, I was listening to some music. My coffee was empty. And I was like, I'm going to be here a little while longer. You should get more coffee, Joel. Get, a, go up, get up and get a refill. I'm like, okay, I guess I will. And I got up and I, and I went up there to get a refill and I started talking with the, the guy in there who's the roaster who he and his wife own it and just had a good, nice little conversation. Right. to be kind to another person and right. share something and learn right. something about them. And I sat down, I was like, if I hadn't got up to get coffee, I wouldn't have done that. Right. It could be the smallest thing, but it could be the biggest thing. Right. I don't know how it affects other people. It's ripple effect. Yeah. The, that, that was something I wrote down, something about like, man, the, the drop of water that falls into the pond, maybe it's just a drop of water, right? But it makes a ripple. It does. And man. that ripple just... It touches it everything. Yeah. yeah. It touches everything. If it was easy, it would just be the way. Yeah. 
You know, I always used to say that with like physical achievement when I was trying to motivate someone and I said it for years and I thought it was just like a tough thing to say. But obviously I've said it for a reason because now I 100% say it in a way about just life in general and I believe it. If it was easy, it would be the way. Like everyone would be doing it, right? Yeah. And Which they are because we all choose the path of least resistance. And but the thing that we're supposed to do is not easy. Yeah, because I mean, look at what we get when we choose the path of least resistance. What look <laughs> at what humans have made for themselves by doing that, by yeah. taking the easy way out. Right, they're very unhappy. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like <laughs> I like where that one went. These are yeah. good questions. Yeah. Who thought of these? <laughs> <laughs> um, this was a good one too. For, for your own sake, for your sake. What's something you wish people knew about you? Hmm. Like something for myself. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so glad when I ask these, and I can see like, oh, that makes people think. That's good. man. I mean, it is. It's good. Yeah. Man. I guess that I'm not as together as everyone else would perceive me to be. And I want people to know that because I don't want to be perceived as something that is unattainable. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I've had people talk to me before, so maybe think of this. And they're like, dude, you've got this and this and this. And like, oh, I strive to be that. And I've like literally been like, oh, wait. Let me fill you in. The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. And so yep. I think that what I wish you would know is like in my inner self, I am not as great or together as maybe you might make me out to be. And I want you to know that because I want you to feel like you're good right where you're at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For all of our million listeners, <laughs> you now know that about, about Will. <laughs> It's, it's, it's so true though, man. Yeah. I mean, I, that's another thing I'm trying to, I have tried for a while now to explore more is this grass is greener thing. Dude, it's I've been that guy. Whatever position you're in, when you look at the people around you, you see them as higher than you. Of course. Your perception right? is like immediately. The when I'm, there. when I was a barista, and I see the bankers, right? The bankers are they're above, and they look down at me. I'm a banker now. I'm in banking, and I know that these people who are coming through, like, I have access to all their financial information, all this right, stuff. Right, right. But they're, I see them as being higher than me right. still. Right. I feel like I'm being looked down on. Right. That's the perception I have. I remember right. when I was still at Starbucks, I... I was helping one of our delivery guys bring in our stuff. We get the shipment every week. And he was a couple of years younger than me. And he was their delivery guy. And I, I looked at him. And to me, it was like, this guy's cool. He, he seems like a good guy. And like he's, he's good at his job. And I just feel good about this person. And I felt like I was the booster. I was the lower one. 
And I remember talking with him and realizing that he felt the reverse way. That to him, he's like, oh, I'm, just a, I'm a delivery driver. And yeah. this guy seems like he's got things under right. control. Right. And he's, you know, he's real confident in his job and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, that's how we all look at all. everybody. Yeah. It's all. To, to not be in that headspace is so hard. I think it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, there's, it's, I don't believe in impossible. Well, but, but you know but, what I mean? But man, there's... Everybody Cause, cause has all, you automatically have the label on you, right? Yeah. And everybody you look at, immediately to function in society, we apply some label. Like, yeah. they're a banker. This is how I act toward them. Right. They're a grocery store clerk. This is how right. I act toward them. They are a gym. They own a gym. Like, right. this is how I act toward them. They're right. a pastor. This is how I act right. toward them. Right. We automatically apply these labels to, like, conveniently or efficiently function in life. Right. But it gets in the way. And it waters down our relationships and our opportunities. And it makes us feel inferior all the time. Because no, we forget that it's yeah. like, okay, that's what they do. But they're just a human. And I'm a human. Right. We're on the same Yeah, we're same literally plane. on the same plane. Yeah. We just do different shit. Yeah. <laughs> but man, that the grass is greener. That's so true. It, it is, It will man. always look greener. Just because it, it's yeah. somebody else's grass. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Because it's unfamiliar in a sense of, in your mind, all the things that you feel like you fell short on, you've created in that other person. That's the way I view it. Mm. Like when I look at somebody and I'm like, oh man, I wish I had that. What I have just done is I have gone through my subconscious and said, these are the things that I've fallen short on. And that person obviously has them. Yeah, <laughs> man, they've got it. Look, he's driving a Tacoma. Right. He's got, right. Don't, you drive a Tacoma. I totally do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But you know what I mean? It, it is. It's that. It's like they have these things. Yeah. And so so therefore, logic tells me that everything else has fallen into place for them. Yeah. And um, we're all spinning out of control on a giant rock. So yep. uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think any of us have it together uh-huh. uh, at all. Wow. That's great. It's it is amazing to see. I'm thinking about how much common ground there is between dude. Even I've done right two interviews now, yeah. yeah, and things that you're saying that are parts of echoes of things that Colby said, and like thinking about other conversations I've had right. with people. Like, right. I feel like we're all reaching toward the same stuff. We are, man, and that's the thing. That's you know, again, like all these divisive things that we find in in our, our culture and our society now, which is very unfortunate. That's when I was trying to like you know get through to my dad again, uh, going back to that of saying like, dude, if you just stop and look at the person next to you, are you good? Yeah. And if you are, then focus on that. You know what my life motto is. You want to know my life motto? Consider the lilies. In Luke, it's in Matthew six. Okay. And in and Luke twelve. Yeah. We're just talking about anxiety and like, right. Look at the flowers in the field. Look right. at the lilies. They don't do anything. And they're more beautiful than the richest person that you, your history has known. Right. Look at the birds, man. They're always fed. They have enough. Right. They don't worry a single day about it. Right. And I think yeah, if, we're like running around like rats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As if we think we're really in control. Right. right. And, well, that's the other yeah. misconception, right? Is that somehow we are going to change our fate. People hate that crap. Yeah. Right? People hate to be told, man, you're not in control. Mm, man, they that do not All the like money that. you have doesn't control anything either. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of that. Dude, and I've yeah. been on the flip side of that. Like, you know, even just me in prior service in the point to where I literally thought if I did X, Y, Z that I was somehow could control all. Mm. And then I got told otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's amazing. Consider lilies. Up. That's going to be my first tattoo. I still haven't got any tattoos. So I'm going to get a lily on my arm here. Right on. And probably a sparrow on this arm because that's the other, you know, thing he uses. It's yeah. Just, it's one of the, I think it, to me, it's still, it's the most beautiful thing in the Bible. It's just a humbling, wonderful reminder. <laughs> no, that's great. I wish oh. I had more uh, significant tattoos. I have the freaking Hulk on my arm. So, you know. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It matches everything, right? Yeah, well, yeah. It fits you. <laughs> I, it, I, honestly, I do, uh, you know, um, relate uh, to yeah. that quite a bit. Well, I was yeah. talking about the gym stuff, you know. Oh, no, I relate to the character. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Like Bruce Banner, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm a normal guy, but I'm also like, full of rage so yeah, yeah. honestly it's why i got the tattoo yeah yeah hey there's a story in there there is absolutely yeah. and that's beautiful because it's yours <laughs> yeah uh what's another going on here there's, there's not a whole lot here but um what i put in here this is kind of like the whole conversation talking about like who you are i guess but we can add maybe on this one if you want yeah this yeah. is uh what I wrote down, what is something... I always feel weird when I'm like reading questions verbatim. Right, right. It feels odd to me. But how I wrote it was, what is something you would like to see change in the world, and how do you think you can help bring that about? <laughs> Man, <laughs> This man. is making it into like a yeah. Mother Teresa podcast. Yeah, like, no, dude, but that's be deep. the change you want to see. No, that's it's true. Yeah. so deep. All right, let me think of something that I can actually change on a level, right? Okay. Like something that I think I could legit see change. Um, I would like, even from myself, so this is from myself, I would like to be able to be perceived as a light to others, right? So something that someone else looks at and goes, dude, like I, there's something about that guy. I don't know what it is, but I want it. And just to cause that sense of, uh, I don't know if urgency is the right word, but just like like that they want to learn or, you know, it, it drives something in them within themselves to figure something out. Like, I need to figure this out. Um, because I think that that would, to me, what that would do is it would have a obvious compounding effect of people becoming that same thing in a light uh, to me for Christ uh, to where you're now affecting all these other lives and pushing them towards something much greater than themselves, much more significant than what we are as we sit uh, on its face. And then, uh, just a better place. I, you know, I'm smile because I say that reluctantly knowing that that can never happen. <laughs> right. Um, maybe I, you know, I, I, I feel like a lot of scripture points us in the opposite direction that it's going to go South, right. Before it gets better. But a man can dream. And it is something that I, if I could affect I, that, that's what I would like to affect. And that's what I would like to see. Yeah. You can. 
Yeah. And so, so that's the other, that's the other half of that question. Right. What, what do you think you can do to move in that direction? Hmm. Definitely continue to be living in a way where I know I am taking risks and I am doing things that I'm afraid of, but that are pushing me in the right direction and to not be stagnant in the sense of I'm good right here. That's yeah. a good answer. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I don't think there's probably, I hope nobody comes out here and I ask that question like, man, that was a sucky answer, <laughs> but that was a really good one. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't even any alcohol or anything involved yeah. in this. Yeah. No, 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 none required. I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask, we're already at the end of it almost. Yeah. Can yeah. I ask what, what, what's the, what's your reason for not drinking anymore? I used to drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one's not enough and a hundred's too many. Yeah. So... And I also got to the point to where I was violent mm-hmm. um, when I drank, and I don't like that. Yeah. And to me, it, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Like, there's yeah. no point in drinking if that's what I'm getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped. That's wise, man. I yeah, I hope so. <laughs> no, I, I, and I do like it. I yeah. miss it sometimes. I'm a huge fan of whiskey. It's delicious. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just doesn't suit me. Yeah, I mean, to be able to, to see yourself and be like, well, I enjoy this thing, but it just leads in the wrong direction. Yeah, it totally does not make me a better person in any yeah. way, shape, or form. I mean, that's how I feel about, um, and I'm not going to say that I've done as good a job as you of cutting it off, but that's how I feel about um, movies with, like, with sexual stuff in it. Right. Because... Um, like I struggled hugely with pornography all through, I mean, for a, the large part of my life. Um, dude, I used to have terabytes of it when I was in service. Yeah. It's, like, we just like shared it around. Like that was just the thing that you yeah, did. Yeah. It's normal. You're like, here, dude, um, take this. And you know, I, it's something I have a, a heart for to like see that change. And i see how, I see how much damage it does to people. Right. And, um, I see movies that kind of like tiptoe on that and mm-hmm. they're like, well, it sells and it's not porn, right. but it's kind of doing the same thing yeah. for you. Right. And I think, well, the rest of the movie is so good though. And then right. I think, but what are you missing if you don't watch the movie at all? Right. What are you giving up exactly? If I choose not to watch that movie because I know there's that one scene in it that's going to set my mind in the wrong direction. What am I really missing out on? One movie. One right. stupid movie. Right. That was like drinking with me, man. I just feel like it was like, what am I really missing out on at this point? Like if yeah. if the outcome is super fucking negative, like literally every time, why am I doing it? And I'm just self-medicating, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. I had a lot of other shit didn't want to like face, so just drink it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I I've haven't done that habitually, but I have done it, and uh, I I gave up alcohol for about a year just to like put my brain back in the right spot because I recognized it was becoming a pattern, and I saw what it did to me. And I was like, it's probably probably <laughs> could probably stand to lose it, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, I'm so glad that I don't anymore, to be honest. It's just, like, opened up so many other possibilities, right, that I probably wouldn't even have ventured into if I still did that on a regular basis, so. That's great, dude. Yeah. Saves money, too. Yeah, I mean, I'll spend it on something else, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if we, you have to spend it on something else. Absolutely. That's what (laughs) I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool, man. This was good. Dude, thanks so much you, for, you're for having me on. episode number two. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm excited to be episode number two. And I really appreciate you having me. And, Dude, uh, I love it. It's one of my... One, obviously, I'm doing this. So I, yeah. I want to do this. But, man, one of my favorite things has for a long time just been having people over. Have a cup of coffee. Have some food. Yeah. I, mean, I want people to be welcome and at home wherever I am. Like, that's what I want. I want people to walk in the door and be like, this place is now just as much yours as it is mine. Right on. It's just a place. It's just yeah. a place where I am. Yeah. So thanks for joining me, man. Dude, no. Thank you. Thank Seriously. You. Yeah. Well, how, how are we going to end it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good spot <laughs> yeah, right there. That's a good spot. Yeah. <laughs>